Okay. Ready? <coughs> yep. And... What's the theme song to Fraggle Rock? That should be the opening. Fraggle Rock. And then you just pop up from behind the table. Is this copyright issue? Yes, it is. <laughs> For the audio? <laughs> yes. Isn't this a great one? Oh my god! Wait, look at the look at look at what's happening. <laughs> I know. That's why I said that. <laughs> oh my god. I love Fraggle Rock. <laughs> I should be in Fraggle Rock. Should we use this as our new theme song? <laughs> <laughs> what are they gonna do? Sue us? What are they gonna puppets gonna fucking sue us? Who gives a shit? Uh, the Jim Henson Foundation will probably sue you. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> I love Jim Henson. Because he did um, Labyrinth, right? Yep. Let's hear it for the... Nope, nope, that's Flash Let's hear it for the man. <laughs> what are you doing? Let's hear it for my man. You're thinking of... You remind me of the babe. What babe? The babe with the power. What power? The power of hoodoo, hoodoo, you do, do. What remind me of the babe? Why are you fast-forwarding? It's, it's very slow and sensual. It's not that quick. Not for me. <laughs> I do truly believe that my first sexual experience was seeing David Bowie's dick through his pants in Labyrinth. Oh, was your first sexual experience? <laughs> that was the first time I was like, oh, that's a dick. I think that was the first time I was like, oh, I want to have sex. When I With saw a goblin king. <laughs> and that's yes. trended your whole life, he was really. So, like, to me, David Bowie was the hottest in Labyrinth. David Bowie, that's my sexual fantasy. Really? Does that make me? Am I a lesbian? I mean, it kind of looks like you. Did <laughs> <laughs> I just make you oh a, a narcissist? His, his hair does kind of look like my hair currently. For those of you listening, that's interesting. I wonder what everyone's sexual awakening was. For those of you watching, my hair is. I've today. I look like Adam Duritz. Uh, I did hook up with him when I was eighteen. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who that is? Nope, just laughing. You don't know who Adam Duritz is? He no. was the singer of the Cat and Crows, Mr. Jones. I don't know who that is. What? <laughs> Mr. Jones and me? I know that song, but I wouldn't have known their I hooked up with the singer of that. Oh, do you feel cool? This is <laughs> This is hot gossip, Benton. I'm dropping some hot goss on the opening of the podcast, and you're just over there rolling your eyes. Yeah, that's I don't an, think anyone's gonna pick that story up. That's it. Us Weekly. You watch. I hooked up with Adam Duritz. I I, let's gonna... see how famous I am. <laughs> okay, let's see how. I hooked up with Adam Duritz when I was 18. You hooked up with Courtney Cox and the woman on your shirt, Jennifer Aniston. I think. Are you just trying to? What are you doing right now? <laughs> losing my mind i know sorry anyway, the headline will just read whitney you... cummings and who <laughs> adam duritz D you don't remember mr jones and me i was i was busy having collagen <laughs> look you do you not remember the song oh i God, know the song mr jones and me yes do you remember anna begins to just know the one song <laughs> turn remember, do you guys know this what i'm talking about you know the counting crows right Benton, How you, many crows you really there? did have a traumatic childhood. Next thing you're going to say is you don't know the Dave Matthews band. No, I know that for sure. <laughs> Satellite in my eyes. I'm, a, I'm <laughs> in a wild mood today. Okay, let's. I cannot believe you just want to blow past the me hooking up with Adam Duritz. I can't believe you wanted to use that as like a cool thing. <laughs> 
it's not a cool thing. I it's lame. I'm just saying it's funny that I hooked up with Adam Duritz when I was 18, and now I look like him. <laughs> Why is like we were talking about David Bowie, icon, legend, star, and you were like, but also get what? <laughs> <laughs> one guy <laughs> who's not the guy from Blues Traveler. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys know another person who I did I hook up with? I think that's really hot gossip. I dropped some hot goss on the Yeah, that's cool. I'll, I'll do more research and I'll be into it. Adam Duritz was in the 90s like a god. Okay, focus. Okay, fine. Benton's not interested in what we're talking about, so we have to move on. But you know what? Someone is, and that's what matters. <laughs> a couple announcements. We are going on the road. You guys are buying tickets. They like us. They really like us. We're adding four shows in Denver. Um, I think we just added we added a second night, so it's four shows total at the Lincoln Lot. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Denver at the Lincoln Lot is coming through. Denver's okay. like, we need something to do. Let's go to that lot down the street. There's a parking lot. Is that the first show? Dude, when I was in high school, I partied in lots. No, it's not. P parking lots are actually really fun. So the Lincoln Yeah, lot I spent a mini night in a Walmart parking lot. <laughs> Doing what? We just stood. Singing Mr. Jones and Me? <laughs> yeah. Busted. Singing Mr. Jones and Me. October 4th and October 3rd is sold out. October 4th, we added shows. Also, Escondido, California. People keep asking me where that is. My answer is I have no fucking clue. But it's in the southern part of California. We'll be at the, <laughs> at the drive-in at Westfield, North County. I believe it's a mall. Uh, we'll be right next Love a mall. We'll be right next to the Wet <laughs> Seal. Uh, in between the tow ring kiosk and the cell phone case kiosk. Uh will be in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. These tickets are not moving as fast as they should because I think I, I didn't know where Cape Cod was. I thought it was in Rhode Island for some reason. So I sent my community the uh, the text me app, 818-239-7527, excuse me. Uh, I sent it to Rhode Island, but it turns out Cape Cod is in Massachusetts. October 15th, 2020, we're in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Cape Cod is like a very rich place. Yeah, isn't that where fish come from, the fish sticks? <laughs> Cape Cod fish sticks, that thing? Is it? Somebody? Help I ate fish here. sticks a lot as a kid. Oh, I love a fish it stick. It's <laughs> a lot. New merch. I love a fish stick. <laughs> I do. We have to keep going. I still can't believe you don't care about my dalliance. <laughs> I, I will care later when I figure it out. This is so rude. October 16th, we're in Ridgefield, Connecticut at the, <laughs> sorry, at the Ridgefield Playhouse Ball Field. <laughs> The only time Benton Ray will ever be on a ball field. Hey, hey, that's not true. Hey, I hey. played baseball and I got kicked off the team. Why? Because I, I was performing in my head. <laughs> I was performing a scene from Batman <laughs> Returns. I was Catwoman. And literally three people ran past me. On th I was watching third base. They ran past me, all scored. watching third base? Well, I was performing. I was supposed to be. And they all scored and I was not allowed to come back. Because you were... Playing Michelle Pfeiffer? Oh, I was, too. I was fully, like, on the side, like... For who? Myself. I was bored, and okay. I needed something to do. Okay. So that was a little disrespectful, I thought. I but... mean, at least if you're going to be on a baseball field, <laughs> do a performance from a league of their own, at least... <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't Get it yet. right. At least be on brand. Uh, Are we going to play baseball while we're here? No, we're going to play comedy. <laughs> we're going to do comedy for you guys. But the ball field is outside, so you're not in your cars. There's a 5.30 p.m. show. We just added an 8.30 p.m. show that I believe is sold out. October 16th, Richfield, Connecticut. Sorry, my dog is snoring. And just to repeat, the ball field is outside, what he wanted you to know. The ball field is outside. It's outside. We got to make sure people know. Uh, yeah, people know that. It's not an indoor ball field. <laughs> I've never heard of that. I don't know what that is. And neither do you. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> I said the indoor ball field? No, you said just so everyone knows the ball field is outside. No, I mean like... <laughs> it's 
<laughs> such an you're in a Benton's in a mood today. He wore his Jennifer Aniston Mr. shirt on purpose Trump. to make me feel ugly. So I am saying that because <clears throat> some of these are drive-in shows where people sit in their cars. But that's the one in Escondido, which is somewhere in California. Just so you guys know, the drive-in shows will also be outside. You're not going to drive your car okay, in. Okay, you are. You got me on a technicality. Benton <laughs> loves this. Benton I loves love a technicality. It got ya. Um, October 18th, 2020. We're going to be in Oceanport, New Jersey. Concerts in the Garden. That at, sounds bougie as hell. Hold on. This is a two-sentence announcement. This is The, the oh. name of the venue is two sentences long. Concerts in the Garden at Blue Grotto at Monmouth Park. Concerts in the Garden. <laughs> I want to know who owns this garden. What's a Blue Grotto? And it's spelled B-L-U. Were you guys too busy to add the E? That's someone's name this for sure. This feels like a weird lawsuit. Blue Grotto. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Monmouth Park. Monmouth or Monmouth? Oh. Don't mansplain me. My producer just mansplained me. Can you believe that? In this climate? How dare you? I was going to slam my blue light glasses on down on the uh, table. But these are the expensive ones, so I'm not going to. Now I'm going to slam my Quip toothpaste down. How could you? I would have busted. Brought to you by Quip. I'm Feminism brought to you by Quip. <laughs> anyway, so come see us on tour. We might add some more shows as well. Go on a road trip. Do the damn thing. Grab your scarf. Grab your mittens. Come to Cape Cod. Grab your bottle. Do a little fishing. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be in October, so it's going to be chilly willy. I there. can't wait. It <laughs> is going to be so chilly willy. There's no way it's not going to be freezing cold. So I, That's my dream. Grab a picnic. Bring a little basket. Grab your uh, go-gurt. Comedy with a chill. And your bagel bites. Bring a bring a thermos full of chili. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> actually, Benton, I FaceTimed Benton last night. I was like a little, I had, had definitely had a glass of wine. And I FaceTimed Benton. I was like, we're going to get merch guns. Oh, yeah. She was like, we're going to get, I was like, do you mean t-shirt guns? Uh, cannons? Guns to shoot t-shirts out at the crowd? <laughs> we looked them up. They were 16. They were what? They were, they were $1,200. $1, so I was like, all right, Benton, you're going to have to really work on your... Uh, Left yeah, out. I'm gonna get one of those do those chunkets for dogs and just uh, wad the t-shirts up and toss them with the chuck it. What did I call it? A chunket. <laughs> that's that's for bigger dogs. You don't know. You don't. You don't know about that. <laughs> that's the body positive yeah. chuck it. So we're gonna roll t-shirts up and put them in those little uh, boomerangs to throw dog balls and just. But should we give people? If you wear merch to the show, what rewards you? Whitney's the only person alive that wants to give merch away instead of sell it. She's just like, we're just going to, let's just bring it and throw it out there. Yeah, I don't understand the point of charging people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want us to go, we'll just go around with the t-shirt to clean your windshields off or something. Like, what? I just want to give everyone merch. I don't see the point of selling it. <laughs> Benton always tells me I leave money on the table. Fine. I leave them with my sunflower seeds. <laughs> so, yeah, if you wear merch, though, um, we'll wave from a distance. I'm in a weird mood today. Um, this is going to be a great show. Jennifer Goodwin is here. My best friend is on the show today. Mm -hmm. I've really been waiting to have her on the show. I wanted her to wait for my birthday. As you guys know, this is my birthday month. It's Virgo season. My birthday month. <laughs> oh, no. I'm that bitch. I never used to celebrate my birthday. And as soon as I got into my late 30s, I'm now like, it's my birthday month. We're celebrating every day. That's... A lot. 38 years old. I'm wearing the shirt that Benton gave me for my birthday right now. For those of you not watching, go to YouTube and see how ridiculous I look. I'm wearing, can you explain to people what's it on my It is a bubblegum pink, um, I think it's a vintage horse shirt with three horses on it. And then there's gold, like, 
What would you Half, call that? Uh, these are sequins. There's gold sequins like in a mm. pattern around it, and the horse is crying blue tassels. There's tassels right like um, at my boob, and the horse's heads are right where my boobs are. So if I shake my boobs, it looks like they're galloping. So yeah, it's it's crying in 3D. <laughs> and then oh yeah, and then one of the horses is crying, which is like really actually kind of a sad twist. To it's just emotional. It's not like it's just so happy. Okay, thank you for this gift, Benton. I really appreciate it. <laughs> um. Jennifer Goodwin, what did you think of the interview that's coming up that you guys are about to listen to? Well, I loved hearing about when you were poor and helpless. <laughs> but, uh, because Jennifer only... <laughs> was my best friend when I was, uh, I guess we became best friends when I was 22 and I was a, I was a broke girl. <laughs> <laughs> I was one of the broke girls. Um, and Ginny was like my mom. But I just loved hearing about you being poor and helpless because I'm only used to the latter part of that sentence. <laughs> um, and, being helpless. And so hearing about, hearing her like before you did stand up, she knew me before I did stand-up like, comedy. Hearing someone talk about you before you had any power was wow. very exciting. Wow. Because it's just like she could like you had no power. Like no. she she could be like, get out of this house. And you'd be like, I don't have one to go to. I was truly homeless <laughs> back when Ginny and I became friends. I have no idea why she stayed friends with me. It's it's a it's a uh I'm a real um who done it. Uh in terms of why she's friends with me. I'll never understand, but I'm very grateful and I'm so glad she came on because there's, I feel like we spend so much time on this podcast talking about edifying yourself, being better, healing, uh, giving you guys all the wisdom that I've collected from my litany of therapists and healers and, and books and all the sort of stuff that I'm trying to collect and give to you guys. But Ginny just has it very inherently. Ginny's always, like I'm in therapy to think like Ginny and I don't, I don't, is it a Southern thing? Like, I think it might, she just has, oh. I have a theory that women in the South, this might get me canceled. Southern women just have this inherent wisdom that women in other parts of the country have to get elsewhere. Like we have to watch TED Talks and shit and listen to podcasts like this or whatever and like read Brene Brown books. Like Ginny always had this very direct, clear wisdom. And I think it might be, all that time on the porch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, when I lived in Virginia, you drive by and there'd be like women sitting on the porch. And I was like, what are they doing? They and, don't have air conditioning. And <laughs> That's why we're on the porch. <laughs> they were they were passing on ancestral wisdom from one generation to every grandmother. Also known as gossip. Is, every, <laughs> every grandmother is a Brene Brown. Do you know what I mean? Sorry, I have a hair in my mouth. It's really distracting. Is it yours? No, I'm not sure whose it is. Um... No, that's definitely not mine. Um, it might be my lover's pubes. The point that I'm trying to make is that she was ne Dor like J we my other friend is Dory, but Ginny like was never crazy. She just always had it together. My other theory about it, besides that they spent a lot of time with their grandmothers, I never saw my grandmother growing up. I never got my grandma's wisdom. Like she lived in a different place. Hey, calm down. Okay, I'm just saying <laughs> I didn't get granny wisdom, and I feel like in the South there isn't the same kind of ageism, and people spend time with their freaking grannies, you know, and they get all that advice. Like uh, this is some granny wisdom. I think it was one of, I think it was one of Ginny's grandmothers that said, um, uh, "We try to overthink relationships so much," and uh, someone's grandmother said to her, "Always be with a man that loves you just a little more than you love him." Oh yeah, that's some southern granny shit, dude. Only a ninety-year-old grandma in a ro rocking chair, like sewing a "Home is where the heart is" pillow, would be able to just know that. <laughs> it's a savage piece of wisdom, dude. It's just like savage. Yeah, that is a thing people say in the south. I also think that like southern women, the cooking 
is a big part of how they develop this sort of like emotional ninja mindset. You know, like like if you can cook chip beef gravy, you can make a marriage. Chip work. beef gravy? Yeah. Chip beef gravy. Okay. Do you know about chip beef gravy? I don't think anyone does. Chip beef gravy. Dude, what? Do I know more about Southern cooking than you do? That's definitely not Southern. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you have the patience to pickle watermelon, you know how to ask for a raise. You know, like the the food preparation in the South, I feel like was also preparing you for life. If you can cut okra without getting all that disgusting clear cum all over yourself, you can get out of a bad relationship. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think you may be conflating wisdom <laughs> with the fact that Southern people just like talk to everyone like they're their family. They just go right in. It's just, a, hey, how's your daddy doing? And you're like, I don't, ma'am, I don't know you. This is TSA. So like, wait, are you saying that Southern people have more wisdom because they just talk to people more and gather wisdom? Just whereas when I lived on the East Coast, you go outside, you don't talk to your cab driver. You don't talk to people. I mean, it could be that, or it's just the fact that I think Southern people just treat everybody like their family, and, and the way that they talk to you but makes you... my family were mean to each other. Not so your family. I wouldn't want to treat like people like family. my family. Yeah, I see. <laughs> and so, like, <laughs> and so I think that you just tend to be like, oh, this person has so much wisdom because they're talking to me as if they do. And, mm. like, and they don't have time to complain. Like, everything is just face value. You have what you have. But it's just like, and also, Southern people... They don't have time to complain. That's they don't. interesting. That's an you, you interesting... You don't have time to complain. You have That's things to actually, do. Actually true. <laughs> and you can't very there's just too much shit to do. Yeah. There's too many lawns to mow. Yeah, and you have to get you have things to do and you also like this is what you got. You got what you got and you can't change it. So Hold you on, can't Frank complain about it. So bad. Is can you hear it? Okay, sorry guys, my dog is snoring. And you can't change it because you you know you have things to do and you don't have I lost the, you got the point of that, right? I lost my track of time, but you lost my track of time. <laughs> yep, I got roll off track because what I wanted to say was, <laughs> Southern people trick you. They trick you into solving your own problem. <laughs> By the way, the best part of I just what did you just say? Lost my track of time. I just lost my track of time. Uh, ben and I were talking last night about how Southern people have these like like very cryptic that's what i'm getting to aphorisms <laughs> but it's just so funny that you said i lost my yeah i, I, I lost my we'll time just make it up as we go <laughs> southern people make up fake inspirational quotes yeah to like make absolutely no sense and it's to make you figure out your own problem i mean you can ask anything you're like how's the weather outside and they're like well three cats can't catch a mouse trap full of rain and you're like i don't really understand that but i'm gonna figure it out on my own i guess <laughs> but so you're saying that southern people get so wise because they use these uh weirdly circuitous motivational quotes that mean nothing so then you have to f figure it out on your own yeah so it makes you wiser yeah keep <laughs> grinning like a possum eating a sweet tighter and you're like stay happy i don't i don't know what that means and then and then if you get it wrong we're just like why well, didn't say that <laughs> so i'm like oh so that means i should probably stay in the relationship mm, i didn't say that but whatever you yeah yeah but if the <laughs> the, the, the possum eating the sweet potato that yeah. means I was, i'm supposed to stay positive right Sure, yeah. Rather, <laughs> rather walk a mile in piss-filled boots and stay here and get shit on. So I shouldn't let him shit on me? <laughs> you know what? My boyfriend pisses on me. God has a plan. Okay, got it. So my... Okay. Do I drink the piss in the boot? I don't know, lying like a dog. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's, just, it's very like... It's just empty quotes and you're just like, oh yeah, they're so wise. Also, the twang helps. The twang helps. If you have a twang, people automatically... You can say whatever you want to people. You, you look just like your daddy. You lost weight, Hollywood. You want Weight Watchers. You are just disappearing. No, but I feel like growing up, you also, I think, is when you grow up in the South, you get this accidental support because everybody says, bless your heart, and you don't know until later it means they think you're dumb. So 
I got a lot of like, mm, bless your heart. And I was like, they're blessing my heart. They think I'm that. like, and then now that I'm an adult, I'm like, oh no, they were being sarcastic and felt sorry for me because they thought I was dumb. Yeah, bless your heart's like a whole language. You can say it many ways. <laughs> it's, you know, there can, there's good bless your heart, bless bad her bless heart. your heart. Yeah. It's, What's that mean? Bless her heart. Bless her heart. That's, she's dumb. Oh, she's so dumb. Like that. Bless her heart. Oh, bless your heart. Yeah, there's a lot of, um, fake niceties that, in Southern. But when you're a kid, you don't know they're fake. So you're just like, God, I'm getting all this love and support. And then you're an adult and you're like, oh. Yeah, Southern people are real big on like, prayer circle, we're going to pray for her. And they just fully gossip. <laughs> it's just, she just, Lord, she keeps drinking. Her husband is cheating on her. <laughs> and you know, she wears them little shorts. They're so little, Lord. Like, it's just, you're very much like, what are we doing? <laughs> I love a Southern woman. I love Southern woman wisdom. Um, so Jenny is going to share that with our fans. Is that exciting? Yeah, she's good Southern. Um, people loved Andrew Huberman last week. Doctor, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Doctor, if if I had a doctor in something and someone didn't call me a doctor, I would be so pissed off. I would sue them. I truly would be like, you only address me as doctor. So sorry, sir. Um, you make us do that anyway, so it's so strange. <laughs> here's the thing. I, I listened back through it because I had to pull clips or something. I don't know why. Um, and... I want to fix some things about myself on this podcast. I interrupt too much. I get excited. Don't you have a therapist for this? I do, but she came on the podcast and I interrupted. <laughs> but she can't get time. a word in. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I really I think you should, but listen to the next part of this. So what do you think about this? <laughs> like, I just, I, I, I do think I might have Tourette's. Okay. Bold statement. <laughs> I just, I get so excited when we get, we get such good guests on the show and I just get so excited and I want to make the fans happy and I want to ask them all the questions that I have written out and sometimes I interrupt people and I feel like it might be annoying. I mean, I'm sure some people are annoyed by it. I'm sure some people are like... What? How dare you agree <laughs> with sure me? I'm sure some people are just like, I really wanted to hear the end of that sentence, but, you know, <laughs> I think that the majority of... <laughs> I really of... <laughs> want to hear the punchline to that joke. <laughs> yeah, damn it. I, I thought that person would get to talk more. But, um... <laughs> you just had a, a Stanford <laughs> neuroscientist on and he said two words. <laughs> you know, that's all we know about him. Um, but I just think that, like... Also, people realize that in real life, real at least in the conversations I have, they're very just like, we're going to see who can talk the most, like who's going to get the most words. Well, that's in. how comics talk. First of all, if you grew up in an alcoholic home, it was just about. And you did. And I did. I don't know if you guys know this. <laughs> guys, <laughs> the theme of uh, my life is I that I. You guys know this, but I've had a hard life. <laughs> um, no, but I just mean I'm used to having to fight for airtime with comics certainly that's just sort of how we talk and then when non-comedians come on i i was like oh my god you're used to people letting you finish your sentence <laughs> yeah. you, you think this is a ted talk i'm like wait a second <laughs> hold on you think that i'm gonna ask a question and then listen when you answer <laughs> no no i just wanted to hear the question <laughs> no i just wanted to hear myself ask the question yeah yeah you're just here for this is this is fluff um but i mean that is true also like as a comic you're always like thinking like i can put a joke there that's funny i can put a joke there i can get you know and you're like trying to move this thing that you're thinking along where the other person's just like i thought you wanted me to answer this question you know what else i do that i hate I say, I go, uh-huh. Like, I'll... Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Right, 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 right. Or the... Right. What? Like, are you going underwater? What are you? Where are you going? Are you having an orgasm? Yeah. I finally found out what makes me have an orgasm. Question, answer, support. No, I... I was... Or this. 
I was listening to podcasts over the weekend because from one of the next guests coming on to do some research because I really do work hard on this podcast, you guys. Um, contrary to what you see, right, 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 right. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> and I heard a podcast host where who was agreeing with the person, and it was <laughs> so fucking annoying. She was like, yes, uh-huh, mm, totally. And I was like, I hope I'd never do That's that. active listening. We're taught to do it's, that. But it's fucking obnoxious in an audio podcast. I need to shut my whore mouth more. Yeah, you want you, you want to think she died till she talks again? I, no, I, I just, I don't need to hear you agree silently in your head. You can nod mm. your head, nod. Mm. <sighs> yeah. Do it to the eyes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, just get over yourself, dude. You don't need to be involved when someone else is talking. It doesn't need to be about you all. Would the time. you like it better if, if, if it was like this? Like, you tell me about something. But, but, but for audio or for video? Absolutely. <laughs> Completely. But also, Howard Stern, arguably one of the greatest interviewers ever. Right. Totally. He. <laughs> Uh, he's given uh, the few interviews he's given he talks about how the reason he's such a good interviewer is if he gets bored he knows the audience is bored so he's not going to let someone finish their sentence if he's getting bored he'll just cut them off and talk about something else so I'm just it's good to give that trick away so everyone knows that you think they're boring (laughs) I like that you're telling it here now guys if I've ever interrupted you it's because I think you're boring as shit I just think you're bombing (laughs) you're ruining my podcast people are going to go back and be like and she interrupted here and she interrupted here and look right here (laughs) Fuck. Uh, I'm going to be canceled for so many reasons this week. Um, I did stand-up for the first time in six months. Seven months? Seven months. Seven months. I did stand-up on ABC, the American Broadcasting Company, owned by Disney. Uh, <laughs> what is this announcement? I'm just telling Do you work for them now? <laughs> uh, Kevin Hart was the host. Uh, Will Ferrell, Chris Rock, etc. We talked about this last week on the Open. Yeah, bit. you did. You read us all your jokes. I read the jokes. Uh, it went great. I miss doing stand-up so much. Um, but most of the jokes I told will be cut because I said, as I said, it was on the Disney network. <laughs> yeah, you just became a warm-up. <laughs> they were just like, oh, well, just. Um, it airs September 14th. And here's, I'm going to I'm gonna make you a bet on the podcast right now. Watch it on September 14th. I, I bet you a Quip toothpaste. Are they still a sponsor? I bet you a Quip toothpaste and toothbrush. I, truly, we can send the, we can, whoever. We'll figure it out. Okay. DM Benton for details of this competition I just invented. Um, these are the two jokes they're going to cut. Ready? Because uh, it was a special about voting. You guys need to vote. Supreme Court justices are at stake. Our rights are on the line. But still, people will say voting is such a hassle. You know what's a hassle? Driving your girlfriend 350 miles across state lines to plan your family. <laughs> is that clearly an abortion joke? Absolutely. Okay. I didn't say the word abortion. What did you think it was when you wrote I'm it? I'm just saying I very cleverly tiptoed around the word abortion. I I, I didn't say she was the, a pregnant girlfriend. Yeah, don't say pregnant. I just said your girlfriend, 350 miles across state lines to plan your family. They could be going to get birth control. They could. You're right. That is that is funnier. <laughs> I'm just saying. So I was arguing with them afterwards because they're like, yeah, we have to cut the When are you trying to trick Disney? She's like, but listen, listen, listen. <laughs> Just me fighting with a cartoon mouse. <laughs> and then <laughs> this one I know they're going to cut. And I knew they were going to cut it going in. People don't want to talk uh, to... Oh, people don't want to hear about celebrities talk about voting. Yet they will talk about voting with their crazy uncle who's trying to convince everyone on Facebook that the animated Disney castles are made of dicks. <laughs> and then this I said, <laughs> if you guys cut that joke, it's true. <laughs> if if you cut that joke, QAnon is right. 
I am torn, though. This special comes out on September 14th on ABC. And I really want to do it because I just I miss doing stand up so much and going on the tour. I just want to make sure that I'm sharp. I'm sharp. I'm not, I don't want to be rusty. But like I half the jokes that I did were about how annoying it is when celebrities tell people how to vote. Like, wh- what are we going to do? Are celebrities supposed to tell people to vote or not? Is it obnoxious <laughs> well, I think that, or is it helpful? I th- Benton and I always argue about this. And part of the reason we argue so much is I don't have an opinion yet. I'm still, my opinion is up for grabs on this. On one hand, I want celebrities to shut their whore mouths when it comes to politics. On the other hand, it's like, you need to use your platform responsibly. Like, I, I don't... I don't know where I land yet. Yeah, and I just have uh, all the opinions. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that when you have a platform, you do have to use it. I think I think we are demanding that of people now. I think that we're done with the time of, like, you get to be a, a scumbag and famous. Like, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah, but there's a lot of actors that are not qualified to weigh in on this shit. Like, I, it, it does get a little bit annoying when someone that, like, played a doctor on House thinks they're a doctor and they're going to tell me about how covid works like i right I, we're not saying that they're smart we're saying this is a this is a game of teams and i need you to get this message out to everyone that you can cuz you're on my team i see so but uh, but maybe it's just how you do it cuz i don't like being lectured oh, yeah, that's great. by actresses on how to live and on science it's like i yeah, think yeah. a lot of actors and actresses are starting to think that they are the roles that they've played in television shows just because you played a scientist on csi doesn't mean you know about the covid vaccine yeah and that's on that's on fans a lot just because you were on west wing doesn't mean you can tell me about politics yeah. like you read lines that someone else wrote yeah and i mean that, some of that is is on the fans for giving them that like power surge and making them think that way I think Mm -hmm. but I mean the end of the day like what you're saying is right like I don't want you there's a time and a place to talk about voting and it's not here's my thing I think well I think a lot of celebrities when they tell people to vote they're saying vote as long as you vote like me Oh, for vote, sure. As long as you're voting for the person. It's teams. I, yeah, so I'm fine with celebrities saying register to vote vote but I'm not fine with them telling you how to vote yeah, I mean, me. Too. I mean, I just my biggest. I get the most upset about it whenever you like ruin something for me. So here's this is Benton and I. This is one of our first conversations that made me think that Benton had to be in my life and help me build my brand. Is that Benton has such an incisive take on celebrities' role and what they should provide to their fans? Yeah. When because I spend so much time being like, oh, I don't want to like seem like a narcissist. As you can tell, I don't want to seem like a narcissist. No, she hates it. I, I just hate attention. <laughs> Give me a microphone and get off stage. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I, I've spent so much time being like, oh, God, this is self-indulgent. I don't want to post this. This seems like I'm bragging. This seems like I think I'm better than somebody. Like, I want to be humble. I want to be, you know... Um, People didn't know what? Did you just give me a thumbs up? <laughs> no, you did that. I gave a thumbs up to my I producer. Know. I'm sorry, Benton. I'm running a podcast. <laughs> I just loved it. I I'm just wanted... talking. I'm giving really insightful. <laughs> I just thought it was cute, and I wanted information, people to see it. Information, and I'm I'm multitasking. It's called multitasking. You're such hurt you, producer. I heard it. You're such an asshole. He's you. literally lighting me because we've been talking for two and a half hours. We're just rambling. We're listen. Just... I'm trying to get to the point of the fact that I, I, I need I'm you. A... I know you're going to make this point badly because I know you. No, I'm not. Yes, you. Are Benton. How are we gonna go from Benton is insightful to you can't make a point good? <laughs> this is how Benton is. Benton will make such an amazing cogent point or say something super hilarious, and then I'll ask him to repeat it, and he'll totally jumble <laughs> it and fuck it up. It's a lot of pressure. Um, my okay, point I'm gonna is, push the microphone away from my mouth, I, and I'm not gonna interrupt you because it's New Year, New Me. It's the same year. Um, <laughs> I might be uh, like uh, old school in thinking about this, but like to me, celebrities are supposed to be like 
almost otherworldly. They're supposed to be something that you like want to achieve or they're they're not supposed to be like an everyday person. You're making a point, which is that you want celebrities to be, be larger than life. You want to. The idea is I think celebrities now, they it's insulting. get famous by being larger than life. And then they're like, but I'm just like you. It's yeah, like, that's we insulting. Want, we don't want you to be just like It's that. insulting to be like, but I got these pillows from Target. Well, bitch, you didn't have to. And I don't want to hear about it. I have pillows from Target. <laughs> Who's, who's supporting Gucci? Like, that's how I think. Like, <laughs> Gucci might go out of business. <laughs> like, I don't want you to be like me. I'm like me. All my friends are like me. You be something different. And so, anyways. Yeah, if I want to see pillows from Target. Yeah, I'll go there. They, <laughs> they let me in. So, like. <laughs> I can afford pillows from Target. Like, my thing. Yeah, and so, like, when you all get together. You all. I'm just throwing you in there. Um, yeah, I, I'm not a, I don't see like, myself as a celebrity. You know. I'm like a hero. More of a hero. <laughs> yeah, you're what like an saying? icon legend I, star. I feel like um, I'm just more of, like, a role model than anything. But, like, when nobody hates Hollywood more than Hollywood. And they'll get together and ruin everything for you. You ever watch the Oscars? You all plan it together. You're with your friends. You have your sandwiches named after actors or whatever you guys do at your parties. And then. That movie you love wins, and that celebrity gets there, and they're like, "Guys, voting is so important right now, and like none of this, even, yeah, like none of this matters." It's like you motherfucker. No, You're like, I that's wanted. The, that's the biggest thing when they go, "None of this matters." I was like, well, "Then leave, did, yeah. trade me." <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, I th we've been here all day waiting for this movie to win. We wanted you to tell me, did you like the movie? Was it fun? What was the audition like? Did you enjoy the role? And you're gonna get up here and tell me you hate all this? Get the fuck out of here. This kind of blows my mind. I hate that bullshit. Or when, or when they're giving an interview and they're like, award season's coming up. And they're like, oh, I have to sit in the, all the hair and the dresses and I had to try on 40 gowns. Shut the hell up. We work three jobs to afford the cable bill to watch this. Ooh, and you're going to tell me you don't. coming in with the point. And you're going to tell me that you don't want to try on 14 custom made gowns. Give them to me. I can't even fit in them and I'll take them. <laughs> like, this is bull. I hate that shit. And, I hate and that you're shit. You're also discouraging. You can't you can't want us to respect your craft and to respect you and then simultaneously shit on your entire business. And it's a it's giving a very bad message to people who, who to kids or actors or I don't know, whoever's in the fucking glee club, whatever they're doing, that's like looking up to you, and then you're just like, well, when you when you achieve all this, it all sucks. Then why do we want to do it? Yeah, it's so true. Like, on one hand, they'll give an Oscar speech and they'll be like, if I can do it, anyone can. I came from nothing. And this business is horrible. Yeah. Like, what? You can't be like, oh, this business is the worst. Watch my movie. It comes out in September. Like, yeah. well, what do, should I, which, do which I, I watch pick, it or not a, watch I it? I think everyone's so desperate to be relevant. And people have realized that complaining makes them relevant and being political makes them relevant. I think that people are yeah. conflating. Yeah, Having I, depression makes me relevant. Everybody needs to publicly broad they think they need to publicly broadcast their flaws uh to be interesting yeah. or to stay relevant but here's what's relatable you know what's relatable if 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 an everyday hard-working person got the opportunities to, to be a movie or, or, or to win those awards what would be relatable is celebrating that being happy and excited Celebrate it. What, but that's also why we like cardi b and lizzo because these are people that yeah. were just like us and now they have something more and they're excited about it they're, they're enjoying happy it every time they put out a song they do a video they get on instagram they talk to a fan they're enjoying it that's so that's what true. A, that's what a hard-working person they enjoy their rewards if you worked at the Piggly they're Wiggly. Grateful. How about this? They're, they're grateful. grateful. If you were to, at the Piggly Wiggly and then you got promoted to the manager of I the Piggly Wiggly. I should shoplift from the Piggly Wiggly. You'd have a barbecue with your family and celebrate. You wouldn't be like, oh, God, my promotion. You wouldn't do that. Yes. It's, you can be rich and famous and not be a piece of shit. And you don't have to, and you, and you also don't have to be just like me to be relatable. Believe it or not, I can relate to you. <laughs> you being happy. <laughs> I can do that.
We're not all. You don't have to be miserable. Like uh, it very much comes off like celebrities are like, oh, you know, the rest of America, they're just so depressed because they're not us. So I have to be depressed too. Yeah, like no, I we, have to also have anxiety. Well, it's a, <laughs> it's like when <laughs> it's so like fucking shut up. Bent. This is why I love Benden so much. He has all the fucking points, and you know, it's just so interesting to me because I'm always trying to go like, okay. What do I do with my platform? You're going to be, people are going to be mad at you whether you use it or don't, right? Yeah. So, but Ariana Huffington, um, she did this think tank. I don't even know what you call it. Where a study, how about that? Where (laughs) (laughs) they found that people only change their behavior if someone they admire changes their behavior. So celebrities behaving a certain way and works you know and then yeah, tell us all the time that's why we put you on cereal boxes and shit totally but it's it's basically like just be a good example don't tell us what to do just do it and we'll decide if we want to participate or not yeah so it's actions just, speak louder just, than words yes, also post a photo of yourself saying on my way to the polls instead of vote like your life depends on it because it does like jesus like, yeah I, like or vote like you care about people who are blind and you're like i do <laughs> like what are you talking about <laughs> my aunt's blind yeah it's like stop <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like why are you yelling at us like if you if, if you're in the public eye and I'm following you and you're living a certain way, I'll notice. You don't have to tell me what you're doing. Yes, yes, yes. You yes. don't have to be like, but aren't but, I the best? But I love it when when celebrities lecture good people on how to be good people. It's like, no, we're good people. Yeah, a lot of celebrities. You're, this, you're the weirdo, disgusting, <laughs> pedophile, selfish monsters that are causing all of the A lot of celebrities that are, fly private and are ruining the fucking environment. A lot of celebrities are trained to be nice and not be good. Mmm. There is a difference, isn't there? Yeah, but there's I a difference think, in being nice There's also and something good. interesting. I think that celebrities forget that they're hired by the people that they're lecturing. So they'll be like, you guys need to vote. And it's like, we already paid $20 to see your shitty rom-com last year. Like, we, right. we, we're why you're famous. Why and are it, you yelling at us? Yeah, and it's like, You sure. work for us. It That's my thing. That's my thing about celebrities, comedians. We work for you. You guys yes. are the boss. You decide. So when someone wants a picture with me in an airport, you're going to get a fucking picture if you yeah. downloaded my special or watched my special. Now, to be clear, that does not mean that you own that person. They're not your property. They have they do get to have opinions and thoughts and stuff. But the difference is you're not superior to the people that that pay money to see your movies. That's stuff. right. That, that, I'm not better than you. Like, thank you. I, there's just this gratitude, lack of gratitude to people's fans. Like, people now talk down to their fans like they're children. That's what bothers me. Yeah, they do. And, and that's a difference in being... I think this new version of celebrity that we have that are people like Lizzo and them that have that have worked to get where they are. I get it. You versus, love Lizzo more than me. <laughs> or versus, well, I mean, you've worked too. Or versus someone who has like kind of been born into that and is mm-hmm. a celebrity. That's two very different ways they treat people. It is interesting that people, I just am always obsessed with human nature, you know, but um, that, <laughs> you know me guys, I'm just a scientist. You know me, I'm just like a doctor. Um, doctor. Uh, what are you doing? I'm trying to get my hair. Is there something living in there? Stop touching it. To be it. an acceptable way. <laughs> if you guys aren't watching on YouTube right now, I'm being real well. Um, I guess it's just like, it's amazing where we draw the line on taking advice from celebrities. You know, like we want, oh, yeah. we want health advice. We want makeup advice. We want sex advice. We want relationship advice, but voting, like that's where we draw yeah, the line. Take a vacation during that season. How about that? You get the whole rest of the year, every four, when it comes down to this, you just calm down. You bow out. I should, I, I argue that we should not take health advice or parenting advice. From, I think we should. Oh, go parenting advice. No, I, I, it drives me nuts when I see a celebrity parent that's like, I don't let my kids on screen 
screens. It's like, yeah, because you have three nannies. What the fuck are you talking about? And also, by the way, you're on screens all the fucking... That drives me nuts when a celebrity is like, I don't let my kids on screens. Meanwhile, she's on fucking Instagram stories all day long and you see the kid in the background being like, mama, I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, go oh, babysit. You're, you're on screens all day. It's like, who are these strangers? And... Uh, yeah, it's just so I mean, it's very, it's like yeah. They're like, yeah, I don't put my kids on screens. They're too busy in the Scientology Center where they should be. <laughs> you know, learning the future. It's very <laughs> Learning about real science. Yeah, it's, it's very much like, I don't want to know about your child care tips until you tell me how to get your job because I can't achieve one without the other. Oh, interesting. You really like to know how people got where they I are. Do. I do. I, I will read every biography and get my hands on. Ugh, I hate it when celebrities give out health advice. Like, don't take health advice. From celebrities. They'll be like, my crystals healed me. I'm like, okay. My crystals are why I'm not stressed out. You sure it's not the fucking Xanax? <laughs> that's sure it's so not true. The, sure, you're sure it's not the fact that you work a month a year in New Zealand? Maybe that's why you're not stressed yeah, out. Yeah, I want to know what fillers you didn't get, not how to live a minimalistic life. <laughs> okay. We're rambling. We got to get to Ginny. I love talking to you, Benton. But wait. What? <laughs> the gender reveal bomb that exploded near your home. I know. Hot news. Not near your Frank home. News. I don't know why we got, we've got some hot true news. We've got some true news coming in hot. Many were evacuated from their homes after gender reveal bomb sets many a wildfire. Wow. I you added many. I just sound cuter. Gender, re gen there was a gender reveal party in California. They did a smoke bomb. Caught I California has become so liberal that if you believe there are two genders, you'll just spontaneously combust. Right. <laughs> it's also like the only time you should be using a smoke bomb at a baby shower is if you or that baby plan on disappearing. I don't understand the obsession with gender reveal. Like, I just don't. The only thing more annoying than that actually is when people don't want to know the gender. When people are like, I just, I don't know. I just, I'm, we're not going to, we don't know. We're, and we want to be surprised. Aren't there enough surprises in childbirth? Like, are, this fire were a surprise, huh? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, why would you want to? I, I, at least, I do support knowing before you give birth. I have so many friends. They're like, we don't know. I'm like, what color are you painting your baby room? Fucking moss green, yellow. <laughs> you don't know what to get the kid. I don't know what to buy them. You know, maybe I'm participating in like conditioning and social construction, but I'm just like, I don't know what to buy a kid if I don't know its gender. Yeah, you should only have gender reveal parties if they're for yourself. I And also wait, with the way, with what things are... The way things are going, I'd wait to do your gender reveal party until the kid's like 15 or 16. Yeah, let them decide. Have their own party. Maybe they don't want a party. Maybe they don't make a show about it. It was a smoke bomb gender reveal, right? It was, uh, yeah, like the big ones. Like the ones that set off like a lot of smoke. Not like the ones we had that were like, like. When I was born, we didn't have smoke bombs at the gender reveal. Uh, everyone was just actually smoking cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> the girl. <laughs> That, that's very much what they used to give out. The doctors were smoking. <laughs> the doc yeah, that was the doctor giving the advice. Do I, just, the could you imagine believing in the gender binary so much that you just set the world on fire for it? <laughs> <laughs> just like, I'm about to prove a point. Pink or blue? Yeah. <laughs> Burn <laughs> like, it all down. Right. Like, <laughs> like what is your baby, Lucifer? How did you start the apocalypse? <laughs> like her walking away from the car and waiting to exhale. <laughs> that's the way they just throw their baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, gender reveal parties creep me out. Am I the only one that. It's basically a party where it's like, is it a tiny penis or a tiny vagina? Yeah. It makes me think about tiny genitals. <laughs> tiny Am genitals. I a pedophile? I mean, that's weird. Um, okay. We got to get to Jennifer Goodwin because her interview is a delight. It's full of wisdom. LOLs. She really shared a lot of things that she has never shared publicly to my surprise and delight. Yeah. She really walked the line. <laughs> I hate you. You're fired. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what your job is, but you're fired from it. Um, uh, 
818-239-7527. You guys know where to text me. I'm sending daily birthday messages and giving updates on tour dates because things are crazy. There's a lot of rigmarole out there. Shows get canceled. They get moved. They get masked. They get unmasked. They get in. <laughs> things, they get revealed. I'm just saying things <laughs> might change. Weather might be crazy. Like, just let's keep in touch. Text me, please, so that I can give you guys updates in case, you know. Yeah, get tickets to Cape Cod. Come share a fish stick with us. Yeah, we don't know either. Um, Do you have any other announcements? We have new merch coming out in a couple weeks. Okay. It's new. We've been working on it for a minute, and it is pretty good. It is. I mean, if you liked our old merch, forget about it, because this is better. (laughs) (laughs) And it's all free. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it's not free. Um, Also, like, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're going to start doing giveaways on the podcast. I got excited. Did you notice that? Yeah, when he just texted me at 3 a.m. and said, we're giving away Thanksgiving every Friday. I, like, I want to start doing real giveaways of valuable things to subscribe to the YouTube channel. So we're going to find something valuable first. I, I found out that my nemesis has more subscribers than me and I got motivated. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyways, so <laughs> that Love was you. dark. Jennifer Bye. Goodwin! Don't write elephants. Don't plagiarize me. We now take a break in our regular scheduled programming. What's his voice? It's called being sexual. Ever heard of it? I don't think so. <laughs> You're not attracted to me when I do this? I don't, are you? <laughs> but we are taking a break to talk about HelloFresh. HelloFresh. I'm obsessed with HelloFresh. You know what HelloFresh is. Fresh pre-measured ingredients, seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Number one meal kit in America. Honestly, this is the greatest invention. We talk about like putting a man on the moon, electric cars. Yeah, deliver Hello a man Fresh. to your door. Deliver a man to my door. (laughs) Holding HelloFresh, that is the ultimate aphrodisiac. Makes home cooking easy, also fun and affordable, but easy (laughs) is the most important time to me. They deliver all the ingredients to your doorstep. Cuts out like the planning and the having to go to the grocery store and the freaking... You know what? Every time I go to the grocery store, as I said that, I knew... (laughs) When I go to the grocery store... (laughs) You just get dips. I go to the grocery store... And I black out when I get there. Yeah, you literally just get dips and crackers. Well, because I don't know what I'm going to want to eat in four days. And then I'm like, I don't know what ingredients. Hors d'oeuvres. Hors d'oeuvres. Yeah, so I just <laughs> buy like five sauces and I get home and I was like, what? Like I, the grocery store is too overwhelming for me. And I always grocery shop with an empty stomach. The point is. HelloFresh is amazing. It's, it's they just easy. Deliver it's so all fast. The, you know when you're like, oh, I'm going to make some food. And you're like, but I don't have that one ingredient. Yeah, like, it's they, easy, fast, and everything is delicious. I think I've been through every recipe at this point. I know. Me too. And it's amazing. I mean, I've not disliked anything. I like the vegetarian ones. I, I always really like, love, feel good about myself. They have like this Texas mac and cheese. Ooh, that's that one is <laughs> so good. That one is so, so good. good. And it's all just pre. There's no way you can be a bad cook. Yeah, you literally can't mess it up unless you like leave the house. You can't, you can't mess it up unless you're me and you just walk away. <laughs> yeah, from unless you just walk away to take a bath. Like <laughs> walk away from a burning stove. And then somebody will come right in and fix it. So don't even worry. <laughs> Keep your fridge stocked by adding extra proteins or sides like garlic bread. Oh my god, the garlic bread is so good. Uh-huh, to your weekly order, easy change for your delivery days or food preferences. Skip a week whenever you need. They're flexible. Feeding the whole family has never been easier or just feeding yourself with large box sizes for more servings and more savings. Uh, They also give back 
we're living in a nightmare and any company that gives back, I really appreciate. Go to HelloFresh.com slash GoodForYou80 and use code GoodForYou80 to get a total of $80 off, including free shipping on your first box. And that's HelloFresh.com slash GoodForYou80 and use code GoodForYou80 to get a total of $80 off, including free shipping on your first box. Additional restrictions apply. Please visit HelloFresh.com for more details. This will make men want to marry you. HelloFresh. Hello, husband. Best fiends. I'm obsessed with this. Best fiends. Best fiends. We're in a full-on competition. <laughs> well, I just, I'm like sick of watching television. I'm sick of like Googling myself. I'm st- sick of checking Instagram. I love to play with characters that kind of look like me. And they're all, <laughs> you don't look like a they're best They're also fiend. like cute. I love but them. They're like, what would you, it, it's a game. It's like a. It's like a <laughs> it is a game. You're correct. Yeah. I, I'm just saying it's a game on your iPhone that you can just play. And it's like the perfect balance of like fun. But it's also like there's something soothing about it. And there's, yeah, there's, it's very soothing because you feel like you're achieving something. That's it. And it's also kind of good for your brain because it's like a puzzle. It's like a puzzle, but it's also the things are cute. It's not, I don't like video games that are like about killing hookers and stealing cars. I'm just like, they're, it's yeah. just like too upsetting. You kill slugs. This one is just like cute and fun, and like I don't go into a blind rage when I'm in it. Yeah, but you can also compete with friends, and I like that. I love the competition aspect of it. Yes. And it's a puzzle. I mean, it's basically like a puzzle game. It is like a puzzle game, but there's like some strategy to it because it's not like, it's not just like, oh, here's a line I have to make. You can do swirls, and like it's a lot. I just find myself like, like, playing at such weird times. Like if I just have like 10 minutes between things, like I don't even meditate anymore. I just and, like <laughs> play best fiends. Yeah, I'm, I can't stop because I, it's, it's very reward based. You can like get other little That's creatures true. and other trophies. And I love anything that ends in a reward. <laughs> so I'm like really competitive with myself. You don't need the internet to play, which is good because I find it's like a good thing to do when you're like, I don't want to be on my phone looking at the news, getting upset and having panic attacks from reading headlines. But I do want to engage my brain in something and in myself so you do not need the internet to play which is part of the reason i love best fiends oh so you don't have to worry about wi-fi access or cell data or any of that um engage your brain with fun Um, we're done now i I just love the cute little kid they're such cute little guys they're also i'm obsessed with them they're also mushy leveling them up i'm just like i feel like a parent um (laughs) i'm like now you're better i don't think that's what it's like but okay i think it's a little bit like that (laughs) Engage. You know, like when you like put your kid like in like ballet and then they become like a great ballerina and you're like, you le- I leveled you up. <laughs> like you could have never done that. And without... then they can never walk again. Yeah, it sounds yeah, like great feet. parenting. They're just like a bug. <laughs> Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust me, <laughs> with over 100 million downloads, wow. this five-star... Why do they need us? <laughs> this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. So the first thing I ask on this show, and this is so funny, is I ask the guest if we're friends. <laughs> the first thing I say is, and are I, we friends? And I tear up. <laughs> we are best friends. And it's going on 20 years. I mean, truly. 20 years. We are so We're old. so close that this is actually kind of awkward. Yeah. <laughs> We, we, were, we were talking yesterday, texting yesterday. We were reminiscing with Dory, uh-huh. um, our like 30 and um, third, third best not friend, 30. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, oh, remember the first time we saw each other naked? <laughs> <laughs> and now every year it looks a little different. So every time we see each other naked, it's, it's like a new time. But so I don't even know how to 
convey how close we are. I mean, we met when, how old was I? 22? You're 22. You were forever 22 in my eyes, by the way. <laughs> but somehow you're aging backwards. I'm I was Benjamin like, what are you Button? eating? I know, I'm no, totally it's, Benjamin Button. Wait, it's insane. Well, when you met me, no I was... Like, I don't mean that no, like, bad about... Con- but, like, you're yeah. like, you used to look very old. <laughs> no, we, used to, we used to make you show us your driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> which was expired, which you paid for. Oh, yeah, to get right. reinstated. <laughs> that's right. You had some tickets. <laughs> I remember when I was like 25, I got in a car accident. And uh, I called our third friend, Dory at work and called both of you you had to come get me and you're like hey we just need a driver's license and I was like and you're like you don't have it right and I was like no and we go down to the DMV and I had $800 worth of mm-hmm. bargaining tickets mm-hmm. and you guys mm-hmm. paid for it it's all good <laughs> we're here why now. are you friends with me <laughs> and then and, but and well, we were, we were, I think, when did we all become ice in each other's phones? Like, there, oh, there was like, no, you know, yes. do you really want to do this? Yeah, because I remember, no, because it's like we've grown. Okay, so I was, okay, so we met when I was probably 22. Yes. I was broke and crazy. And the story of us meeting is nuts. And Can by the way, now I'm just story? rich and crazy. Can I tell that story? Yes, of please. Meeting? Okay. <laughs> So I worked with an actor mm-hmm. on a movie. Right. And he's he's one of the only actors I've ever worked with that I truly disdain. (laughs) He was not a good human being. So, of course, I was dating him. (laughs) But that was the thing. So, he used to talk about this model that he was... If my mom hears this, I better say something else. (laughs) She will be listening, by the way. He was seeing a model. (laughs) And he would brag about this often. Okay, so I was... Cut to the movie ends, and this, this actor is out of my life. We never became friends. And I am at uh, the Red Lobster <laughs> on La Brea having some garlic cheese biscuits. <laughs> and why you were at the Red Lobster having some garlic cheese biscuits no, with that actor. I was anorexic at the time, so I was no, not having were, any biscuits. But why were we at Red Lobster? Was this a thing? The La Brea Red Lobster in the, <laughs> what, in the early 2000s? It must have been 2005. So yeah. I was with this guy who fully had a girlfriend oh, that yeah. was not me. Oh, yeah. That I did not know till later, um, who would, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm... Who fully would come on my back and lick it off? No, um. <laughs> no, no. Well, that's not surprising. By the way, seriously, could me to the shit out of this guy. Hundred percent. I mean, the I things just, that I went through on that set that I now recognize were absolutely in. We're, we're like sexual assault, and I wouldn't because I just things. don't want him in my Google searches. Yeah. Just don't want. Yeah, no. And people would be like, who? <laughs> yeah, no, I want. I, I mean, we will stay silent because we just want to erase that. Yeah, just like yuckster. I think I said a disdain. Is disdain also a verb? Disdain. I despise. I disdain. I despise. Yes. Yeah, anyway, I'm despise. disgusted by. Yeah. He's despicable. I'm yes. despicked by. Yeah. And he apparently despicked all over your back so- and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, who knew? Wait, so you Did were your publicist. No, you're doing this. <laughs> so, so we were. <laughs> no, 
<laughs> the thing is that keeps going through my mind is my mother and my grandmother. But um, so wait, so we, I was at, yes, you were seeing this guy. He would brag about you, by the way, while also ha- he had a girlfriend and he was doing horrible things with an underage stand-in when we were on location shooting this. Right. Film. Yes. Therefore, this is my type of guy uh, <laughs> in my early 20s. This is what I would call a dreamboat. But apparently a, a good choice that he made in life was seeing you well, and going to Red Lobsters. I'm trying to think how, I think I, I met him at Val Kilmer's house. Well, there you go. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and we were hanging out and he would always name drop and try to like, impress me with celebrities. And he was like, oh, Jennifer Goodwin and another act- yeah, we'll actor keep out, yeah. who wasn't famous at the time are at Red Lobster. And I remember being like, Hollywood is so weird. Oh, that's, wait, he came there. Wait, yes, wait I didn't know me. it was two shows. Okay, so... So I don't even I know how he knew was I was like, there. And then I'm like, okay. been because of the person I was sitting with, by the way. It, that might have been how he knew that we were there. But you also were in a movie, but you were in Mona Lisa Smile by then. Yes. And would it with Daddy yeah. Hamilton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, but so this so was you, after the movie I'd done with The Despicable. And I was like, why are movie stars at Red Lobster? Well, like, we were at Red Lobster. <laughs> garlic cheese biscuits are really good. <laughs> so I don't know. So then I wonder if he, anyways. So you guys came into Red Lobster and I remember he came over and he said, hey, do you want it? Because I was not, he was not there with us. And um, and he said, hey, you want to see that that uh, model I'm despicking all over? <laughs> and I said, Sure. Sure. I would love to meet this model that I have heard so much about. So you guys came over and sat down and I fell so head over heels in love with you and I was so confused. And then Dory and I were at the like in style. Well, I remember I met you, you know, when you're in a bad relationship and you meet a cool girl, but but. You're like, oh, I'm never gonna be able to be friends with her because she thinks I'm like because <laughs> you were with that she, guy. Yes, yeah. I was like, oh god, she's so awesome, but we're never gonna be able to be friends Aww. because I'm with this like, you know, um, dude. So and then I remember because you were wearing, I know all of, I can literally name what you were wearing and truly every story. You had this like, like baby blue pea coat. With a couple brooches on oh, the yeah, side there was a from like from like too. anthropology. Yeah, sure was. You had a lot of like oh, anthropology oh, pea oh, coats oh, back yeah. then. Oh, yeah, and brooches from also anthropology. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you were wearing that little pea coat, and you were just like so down to earth and so cool. And I was like, oh, I want to be her friend so bad, but she'll never be friends with me because she thinks that I'm like associated with this guy. Which and I'm were. only with him because I had a bad childhood. Aww. I don't like him. <laughs> well, thank God. You yes. were because then we were at like, oh, it was like a Oscar party or Golden Globe this party. This was an Oscar party that I had no business being at. I ended up fumbling into an Oscar party, uh, walked in. You were wearing white pants and a black top and black Jimmy Choo strappy heels. Oh my God, heels. somebody must have actually dressed me. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> but that is, <laughs> I never heels. heels. Even I didn't know Where anything. I have owned high heels. You were wearing like white slacks from like Arden B. Oh, it was like right. Oh no, then I think those were mine. I probably borrowed the shoes from Dory. It was like right before you got a stylist. Yeah, it was before like all this intervention. Yeah, I was like, is that stylist. made well? You're he in a like movie, pull me yeah, aside and be like, <laughs> you can't just shop at Goodwill and then come to Oscar parties. And I was like, I can't. Um, and I saw you, and I like ran up to you, like Mama. Like well, I, sh- I said to Dory, I was like, that, that's her. That, and so we blatantly cornered you mm. and asked you, like, what the <laughs> f- like, do are you need you? help? Blink twice yeah, if you've been yeah. kidnapped. <laughs> yeah, like, do you want out of that and into this? And then, and, and I truly, after that, we I got your number, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I got you and Dory's number, and you're like, we should hang out sometime. Yeah, and, and like, you should never hang out with that guy again. Yeah, tr- but you should hang out with us. And then. Uh, you know, normally when you get someone's number, you're like, oh, here's my number. And you like maybe text a month later and kind of just like fade away. They left and I called That's you. That's right. 
left, and ten minutes later, I called. I was like, "Hey, where are you guys?" <laughs> That's right. And that was and it. And the rest is history. That was it. It was like twenty years ago. But why did you? Why did you stay friends with me? I was so crazy back then. Wait, not only wait, we had to make you though stay friends with us. Do you remember? There's been a lot. There's been, not not in recent years, but there was a lot of nope. <laughs> you are not allowed to push us away. We are not going anywhere. <laughs> and to the extent that at your 30th, was it your 30th birthday at the Chateau? Yes. Okay, that's nuts. Yes. Okay, so it was at your 30th this birthday. This is the, my birthday when um, I dragged Ginny into a hotel room and I don't have any secrets from Ginny and it was driving me so crazy that I had a <laughs> secret from her. So I dragged her into a hotel room and took my shirt off and I was like, I got fake boobs! <laughs> and I was like, yes, I know. Because I, <laughs> I know what you look like in a t-shirt. <laughs> I thought I was like hiding it from you. I'm like, I have to tell you something. You're like, I know. And you suddenly grew babes overnight. But yes. But I but the thing is like remember Dory and I were laughing that we all of these people that we met that have come in different, you know, phases of your life have, yeah. have come together and, and stuck, you know, with you. Um, we were always the ones to whom they would say, oh, you're the old friends. And we were like, we're the ones she's had the longest. You don't have to call us old. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to go with we're the ones she's had I the mean, longest. I mean, the originals, the yeah. classics, yeah. The, yeah. the vintage <laughs> yeah. friends, yeah. The, vintage the OG, couture. The OG. Thank you. But yes. But I do remember... You've changed my life in so many ways. And anyone that's read uh, my book knows uh, Ginny under the fake name of my book, <laughs> Jenny. <laughs> Which did make me happy when you told me you were doing that. I was like, don't worry, I'm changing your name. It's Jenny. No one I will ever it. know. I love it. I love it. You could have put Jenny. And uh, I didn't even change Dory's name. I was no. just like, literally just Dory. Um, and so... Uh, you changed my life in so many ways, and I think you know this. I'm not even sure you know this. Do you remember when you and um, Dory sent me a chastising email after New Year's that I, I left a New Year's Eve show early or uh, dinner early to go do stand-up? Was this here or was this in New York? This was here, and you guys sent me an email I being like, remember. you need to show up more as a friend. <gasps> I was being really flaky. I was in bad relationships. I was like running around, like cheating, and just like I was just a mess. And I was like not putting my friendships first because I was so focused on making as, as a stand-up. Remember, I would do stand-up like every night. I would oh, I leave know. dinner and I come know. back. Oh, I know. I know. And you sent me an email. And go, we went to as many shows as we could with. You went to my first stand-up show ever. Oh, yeah, we were scared. We were so scared. We were like, what? I think, I mean, do you remember, we tried to have interventions with you. We, we, were, we were like, wait, you're funny, but do you understand? But in like a sad people, way. People who stand on stage with a microphone. <laughs> Maybe we should look at other things. But when you were a little girl, what did you want to be when you grew up? You knew me before I ever did stand-up. Oh, yeah. Do you remember when I was like, I'm going to try stand-up? Oh, yeah. No, we were terrified. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, we think you're funny, but uh, we were, we're going to save you from yourself here. We're usually laughing at you because we're drunk. Yeah. These these aren't real laughs. By the way, we've had, like, I feel like there have been, you have proved us wrong. I don't know why you're friends with us. Like, you've proved us wrong time and time again. Like, when you bought your last house, do you remember Dory and I were like, should we talk about... <laughs> You're, you're buying this big, beautiful house. And then you sold three shows like the next week, by the way. And then do you remember we went to a place called M Bar? Oh, yeah. Because didn't we? We then had a birthday party there. 
Would you start at? We made a lot of mistakes at that. You start at that birthday party? Well, no. Even on the Ginny, whenever Ginny and Dory uh, have birthdays, I have... we're a couple weeks apart. I have to insert myself because I feel such FOMO and I feel so left out. So we would have just like three-person birthday parties. Yeah. Like my name would be on the invite. (laughs) And your picture sometimes front and center. (laughs) Starring Whitney. No reason. (laughs) Um, I did stand up. I remember it. It's going to make me cry, actually, if I think about it for too long. I went on stage, told a story about dating or something... Mm -hmm. And I, after I got off, I did well. My first set, I actually did well. And then I bombed for like years after that. But my not. first time on stage. No, you were, yeah. Normally it's the first time on stage for people is a disaster. And then they, you know, get better and better. For some reason, I just got, there was some magical thing that night. Maybe it's because you guys were there supporting me or who knows. I remember my dad was there. And then I came off stage and you grabbed me and like pulled me to the ground behind a booth. And we're just like, are you me tooing me right now? (laughs) (laughs) And I felt triggered and unsafe. Uh, And Ronan Farrow, (laughs) I would like to make a claim. (laughs) And um, you grabbed me and you pulled me to the ground and you were like so giddy and you were laughing and you were so like relieved that I <laughs> you were so relieved it's like you know when like, you watch it's so scary for you like, when you watch like, it ice like watching, me watching my kids like do like I sobbed through Oliver's first Christmas pageant this year <laughs> because I he's always been terrified on stage mm. and that like instills I mean not that you were terrified but well, no yeah. I mean it's that's a normal healthy reaction to be terrified to yes. perform in front of the people but the fact that I invited all my friends to my first stand up show I mean that could have gone South. Yeah. And you were so happy for me. And I just, I, that was the first time in my life I had really been around women and especially friends that were actually happy when I won. Whoa. You know, sometimes people are secretly rooting for you to fail or sure. secretly sort of like to be around people, you know, that make sure. them feel better about themselves. Sure. And I remember you being so happy for me. And that was such a big part of why I kept going. <gasps> I didn't know that. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm so glad then. I've also ruined a couple of your birthdays. Was Oha what? your birthday? Wait, no, that was the best. <laughs> or that made my birthday. Wait, Oha, that was one of my favorite birthdays of all time. That was my 30th. Yeah. And do you remember how I invited you? Because I was really proud of myself. By the way, I probably <laughs> no. tricked no one, but I thought I was being, because I'm so like by the book. Yes. Like I'm so, I follow all rules. Oh, no. And oh, I'm, God. I'm, I'm, and for like Ginny, we would, to go to dinner, you'd send me like a paperless post. I'd be like, can you just text me? So that's what I did. So I remember what I did was I told you guys, I sent you guys an invitation. And it was that I said we were going to a Vegas club opening and that they were going to cover all travel and that all we had to do was like XYZ with the tabloids and da, da, da. Because it was so not me. And the thing is that once you clicked like this fine print link, <laughs> I can't believe I haven't figured out how to do this on such a night, but once you clicked a fine print link, it was like, actually, I'm picking you up in like a mommy van and we're going to go to Ojai and get mud baths. And I was like, damn, there goes my husband. Right. So we went to Ojai and it was a very small group of us. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I did get some kind of like, I was in some kind of minivan I had gotten. I we got a, a minivan. minivan. And Ginny is, you are truly, it's so funny because we truly have so little in common. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we are nothing alike. <laughs> Ginny is like the most adventurous, like outgoing, like she's like, okay, this Saturday we're going to the Rocky Horror Picture Show live, yes! interactive show. Yes, yes, like we're going yes. to this outdoor screening, like my nightmare. Everything Ginny <laughs> wants to do involves like bug spray. Oh, you do? Well, yes. You have to like bring work. Lunchables and like mm-hmm. a citronella mm-hmm. candle. Mm-hmm. It's like an excursion. And I remember- uh, My husband calls it the fun army. The fun army. I want to be like the, the captain of the fun army. And I just want to like- Let's like, go on a field trip. <laughs> 
I'm like a field trip. We're doing things. We've got helmets on. We've got like, we have to take a class like to do it. <laughs> so we're in Ohio, and I'm like, oh, we're just going to like sit by the pool and like have margaritas. Which we also did. Which we, did. we did take a mud bath. We did do that. Yeah. Oh, that was so fun. That was. And, uh, <laughs> and Jenny's like, okay, we're going to go to an apothecary and make perfume. Absolutely. Like, that's Ginny Goodwin one-on-one. Ah. I'm just like, isn't there, didn't Chanel nail it? <laughs> you, do I, You're I making like our could, own like perfume. Same person that I remember, remember like 15 years ago when you're like, I got an ice cream maker. And I'm like, oh, did Briars not figure it out? Yeah, but by the way, it also always, we had to get rid of it because everything just turned into scrambled eggs. We made omelets. We made like that's chocolate omelets. Yeah, because every, I can't, I still can't make ice cream. I feel like my cooking skills have Someone risen, nailed it though. Ben and Jerry have nailed it. Jenny's yeah, like, no, yeah, I'm, yeah. let me give it a try. Yeah, yeah. Like, and so we go to an apothecary to make perfume. Uh-huh. And I don't remember, there's like this person who's like walking us through it and we're smelling, there's all these gorgeous glass bottles all over the wall. It's like so magical. There's like, you know, vanilla and whatever, charcoal and coffee. Right, and I've invited a bowl to a china shop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, within the first 10 minutes, uh-huh. I pick up the orange blossom oh, one. Oh, yes. Drop it, it oh, yes. shatters on the ground. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um... So then we tried, the teacher tried to be kind and we tried to continue the class, but everyone, everyone could only smell orange. And in fact, they decided that we needed to evacuate. Literally, the woman was like, I have a migraine. I, I think we just need to go for a walk, maybe get some air. It was like, it was literally just like inhaling Lysol. And it was so cute how everyone was trying to keep going. <laughs> and she would be like, and what does, what do you smell of your like rose and Amber tea mix and I'd be like oh, orange I think that's tang <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's sun kissed I'm not really uh-huh. sure but everyone like uh-huh. where eyes were watering and stuff that was the best trip and we had a picnic outside we had a picnic outside I think it was the first time I saw you naked oh was it I think so I think so no way probably well maybe I mean every, we all started like drawing stuff in the mud, in yeah, the mud that's, oh yeah that's oh yeah because we were in mud baths yeah it's interesting. I'm such a naked person now around my friends, and I wasn't back then. It was weird. I was like more insecure about my body back then. Yeah, but no, that's not weird. That makes sense. Yeah, you your think- relationship with your body has entirely changed. Gosh, it's so true. When Ginny knew me, oh, let me ask you a question. So when we first met, I had such crazy eating disorders. Did you? <laughs> Her face. Did, Is it like the Swiss mess? Did you talk about Swiss mess? Yes. I was like, did you know? Candy. You knew? And cereal? I would eat, basically, I would go to the grocery store and I would buy Swiss mess hot chocolate. And we would go to like dinner. I can't believe, I cannot believe you guys make are still a pudding. friends with me. I would mix it with water like at a restaurant and yeah. just like eat, and it. eat it. Like and that's all I would eat. Mm-hmm. I was also so broke at the time. The fact that you guys, we would go to dinners that I could not afford because I was so desperate to be and friends with you. that was so naive of us too, which we just didn't know. But I think so, you guys were cool about the fact that I was like, oh, I'll just have a water. I'll just have some of your, you know, like it was right. like, I was always trying to manage it, but you guys never made me feel weird about it. You never judged me about it. Or I'd say like, you know what? I'm going to come late. Right. Like I'd come like right. at 10 o'clock and hang after her. That's how you came up with the idea to start doing comedy. I'll yeah. just leave during the, during, during <laughs> I'm too broke to eat with you guys. Like, <laughs> and you won't let me just like scream about my vagina at no, dinner for we, two hours. So we should have just been, no, but we should have been more considerate and more aware of the no. fact that we were like going to these restaurants. I should have been more honest. I was a lie. I just would lie because I didn't want you guys to not want to be friends with me. Oh, God bless. And then, so it's so interesting to me when I have a friend that's going through something, a bad relationship, body stuff, eating stuff, family stuff. And there's not a ton you can do. Like, how, how much did you know about that? It was, I mean, it was just, it was 100% obvious. 
But the, you and guys, you went to the gym like twice a day. But you guys never judged me. You never. No, but you also. I also don't think that we. I don't think we can or should, nor should we necessarily want to change people, right? Like you have to come to things on your own. <sighs> you have to. And also, you're not going to love yourself if you don't. And it also doesn't work. That's no. the other thing. You, no one's ever been in a bad relationship. And so I was like, hey, you know what? You should get out of this. And they were like, oh, my God. Good right. idea. Well, we all have our shit. Yeah. All of us have our shit. All of us. So it's also, I mean, and that's how I feel about relationships, too. Like, there's no, I mean, any kind of relationship, romantic or friendship. Like, there's always going to be something there that's like, I don't want to say compromise because I don't think you should compromise. But there's always going to be something there that's like the difficult thing that you navigate. Mm. But I don't know. I think you kind of choose, like, what are those difficult things that I want to navigate in life? Like, what am I okay with navigating? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In this, well, instead of it being, I don't want, yeah, I, I would like people to change if they want to change themselves. Right. I would like to support that process. Right. But if I try to change you and you don't, it's going to be bad. And if you do, now I know you're only this way because I changed you. Well, and it's not, there, like, there's nothing yeah. la- probably lasting about that. And, yeah, and it's artificial. And that doesn't. Yeah, that doesn't, and they like, control any kind of, like, and then you're their actual mom. confidence, which you now have, because you you went on this journey. Like, hopefully we held your hands, but, you know, but you still, this was your journey. I remember because sometimes people just change your life and they don't even know they're doing it. And I just, it happened at the right time. It was the right person. I remember one time you were at my apartment back when I lived by the comedy store, and my cabinets were all full of, like, diet soda, diet candy, diet crap, and I never ate, like, real food. It was just all diet chemicals shit. And you opened the cabinets, and you just were like, like, your face. Like, you were just so horrified. And seeing your face, because I had normalized it. It's amazing what we normalize. It's amazing what we go numb to, right? And I remember going like what was that and you were like it's just so sad that this is what you think of yourself oh and it like i know it was like the first time you had ever really acknowledged it and something just like turned in my brain and i was like got it like i just got it right away you said exactly what i need to hear when i need to hear it the only time i remember actively trying to get involved was do you remember we went and got mani petties during some it was like a an award show. Yes. It was like Oscar season or something. Yes. And, you know, they do all of these for, for listeners who are unaware, like we get spoiled rotten and, <laughs> you know, that we are invited to go to these, you know, like houses. Well, Ginny is. I'm not. This is like, people always talk about celebrities. They get like sent free stuff or whatever. There's these lists where you get sent free like swag and Ginny will get sent like Prada and like Mew Mew. I'll get sent. But that like, all changes as you age, by the way, which I've noticed, which we can also talk about at a point. Uh, I love. I mean, yeah. but you get these like gorgeous like Prada like gorgeous loafers, and I will get like slap bracelets and Costco like <laughs> dollar store merch. <laughs> well. I don't think that is the case necessarily at this point, but we went to, it was like some kind of award show. Yeah. It was like a pop-up yeah. spa. Yes. And they said, you can come get Manny petties And, and Wasn't I, crying I said, the whole time? yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember what I asked you. And by the way, I am not like, I had just got a child on, for nutrition, I but I asked you, yeah, <gasps> what did you eat today? Yes. Because you were drinking a, Frappuccino. Yes, the uh, sugar-free. Uh, sugar-free the ice blended. Version. Sugar-free ice blended. It was coffee bean, I think. It yes, wasn't, it yeah. was. So, and and I said, can you, you, I said, I first said, what have you eaten today? I was sobbing, crying on my phone. I was in some altercation with some guy that don't even remember. That's how insignificant it is looking back, even though it felt like the end of, of the world. Course. I was sobbing, crying at this beautiful suite. Yeah. And... 
uh, I had only eaten basically like you had, sugar. And you had a couple of those. These like ice blended, they're like frappuccinos basically. That's all I'd eaten all day. And I said, and how much did you sleep last night? And you Jenny said, just looked at me and I was like, and you won't text me back. Yeah. And I don't know what's happening. Yeah. And I'm going to die. And she just like, looked at me calmly. This is about, yeah. What did you eat today? And you had not, and you hadn't slept the night before. And I remember I went home and I called Dory and I was like, okay, we got to do something. And so what we tried to do was trick you <laughs> into, we started looking through, because also like, I mean, again, I'm not a poster child for nutrition, but we were like, okay, so what can we trick her into thinking is going to make her skinnier, but it's actually really, really going to like help like balance her, balance, balance, balance her. Because I remember you guys being like, you know, fat actually isn't fattening. Sugar is yes, actually, yeah. Yes. And so the first thing we did was I sent you an article about hydration. I remember that. And I was like, if you could drink more water, you're going to be less hungry. And I really then, thought that was an article you were just sending both of us. Nope. Just- and then the next one we did was we started working with you on protein because we were like, if you eat some protein, you won't have to eat much of anything else. And then it was vegetables because, like, if we can get some fiber, in, you'll, <laughs> you'll poop out all of the food you just ate, and then you won't gain any weight. And, like, it was like we, that was the only time I felt like we got, we did try to be manipulative because we were like, if we can just make her think <laughs> <laughs> that we're aiding and abetting, <laughs> just called gaslighting, <laughs> then maybe because we were like, if she's hydrated, we think, and I also, I mean, I don't drink much. Well, I drink Crystal Light like crazy. That's yeah, terrible. you do drink but Crystal Light. Crystal Light. But, um, but yeah, so that was, that. I feel like that, that was the only time we tried to actively interfere. And how are you so like, I mean, since I've known you, you've always had such a clear take on relationships. You've given me some of the best advice I've ever gotten in relationships. This truly blew my mind. Seriously. No, I know. You've been in some doozies. <laughs> I was about to say. I, <laughs> I've made some interesting choices before my present oh, husband. Oh, I'm aware. <laughs> you, you, you had to watch me have crazy eating stuff. <laughs> I had to watch you in some crazy relationships. God, I'm um, sorry with some of the guys you'll have to put up with. <laughs> no, it's... I'm so glad. I love... I love... I love a, your past because it makes your current relationship that much more magical. Oh, sure. Do you know what I mean? Because I feel Ooh. like had we not made all those mistakes and gone down all those weird paths, we wouldn't be have anyone oh, sure. to compare. Yes, no, your I will say I think to. I take pride and I do think I'm a person who says, "Oh, that didn't work. I'm going to try this other thing." <laughs> yes, you're so good at that and not taking it personally and not overthinking it. You're just yeah. like, that was that. Moving on. Yeah. I also am just particularly thrilled that the man you did marry uh, is. My soulmate. Oh, absolutely. I know. <laughs> we, are, we are the same person. <laughs> I'm basically married. I mean, like, truly. <laughs> I've married you. Like, the first time I met Josh, we were, like, in a corner, like, dying laughing and, like, had so many inside jokes within five minutes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I'll even be like, well, who are you texting and flirting? He's like, it's widow. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, her husband and I are like truly this like past life twins or something. So like, sometimes so, I come to you and I'm like, hey, I don't understand. I know. What is he doing? doing? I'm like, oh, yeah. that's what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. I'll text him. I got it. Yeah. Like, just, you've given me I'll some game changer mu- things. Yeah. I'm so obsessed. But you said some things that changed my life because for the longest time in relationships, the only power I thought I had was withholding or leaving. Oh. And one time you said leaving is not an option. Do you remember that? Yeah. I got that from someone else who probably doesn't want to be name-checked, but that okay. that blew my mind when someone said that to me a long time and ago. And I was like, oh, no, but going, I'm leaving was what I th- the leverage that I thought that I Absolutely. had. Absolutely. And you were like, no, you it stay in the ring. It everything if you think I'm staying in the ring. You actually open up. You actually, like, try to negotiate uh-huh. something with someone. And you, how did you know Josh was, like, it? 
I mean, I know why. <laughs> but it's like we've been in love a lot, and we've been. Oh, in, I've, yeah. I've known you through a lot of relationships where I've thought I've met the one. I thought I found the 100%. one. hundred. I was in love where we both were like, okay, I, I've said to you, yes. this is the one. Oh yeah, many times. Oh, yeah, you've said it to me many times. Oh, yeah, and I do think there are many the ones. By the way, like I think that I don't believe there's just one person for us. I think so many elements, of course, play into it, like just timing. Yeah, like time and place and where you are in your. Yeah, journey. my other soulmates are just too far away. Right, <laughs> like I mean, I do believe when people say like oh, if only I'd met you sooner, things like that. Like, well, that's probably true. Yeah. Like if you had been, it dep- timing yes. is everything. And experience, the experience that you have leading up to something. And I, I met Josh. I was engaged to be married, of course. And what? Yeah, right. <laughs> and um, I met Josh and, I, and what I thought was I am in trouble because yeah. I did think that there was not, I don't think, I think Josh will love this and not hate that I'm saying this. Um, I Gosh, thought, won't listen to this. Never. He's a- um, he hits the podcast, obviously. <laughs> Not a fan. Um, I, I, right, but you asked me, and I'm like, what's a podcast? And it's like that thing I'm always listening to that Wit does. Um, so, so I had always thought that I needed to either be in a relationship where I was in lust or I was in love, but yes. I had never had both. <sighs> I just hadn't, and it didn't occur to me there could be both. And I was engaged to the most wonderful man. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were just things that I didn't have in that relationship that I met Josh and I thought, but here's the thing. I thought I would not end up with Josh because also his dance card was full at the time. But I thought, now I know that I could end up with someone like Josh. Mm-hmm. So what they I are, thought, They exist. They're out there. Yes. Hold out for a hero. Absolutely. So I met him, called my mother, and I was on location for Once Upon a Time and I said, I'm in trouble. And she said, you don't think... I'm in trouble. I met Whitney's song. <laughs> I met, I met, I met Whitney Whitney's as a man. husband. <laughs> I met Whitney as a man. And, um, and I will never forget my mother putting it this way. And by the way, she didn't have time to think this up. This was a one phone call, like, reveal to her. I said, I met this man. This is how I feel. And now I know. And my mom said that you need to cancel the wedding. And I said, yes. And she goes, baby, canceling a wedding is hard, but it's not that hard. And there was something about that that took, like, I cannot describe the relief I felt. Now, also, I am a spoiled brat. I mean, my wedding, by the way, was bought and paid for. And I didn't realize that I had kept the invitations. It was a, remember, it was was a destination wedding. We were at Knoxville or Nashville? We were going to be in Memphis. That's right. But I had not ever actually sent out the invitations. I had never actually opened the box. And it hadn't occurred to me that, that was weird that they were just sitting in my <gasps> garage Whoa. like four months before the wedding and that I still had not and also had not told my fiance that I had not taken care of even opening the box and looking Whoa. at the invitations. So when my mother said that and I realized I just needed someone to give me permission and to tell me like I like I feel like a million mothers on this planet would in doing the right thing by their children to say don't cancel this on a whim. Let's just see this through. Let's yeah, just. Yeah, yeah, but my yeah. mother just knew, and she knew that there were so many elements that were keeping me like entrapped in this thing, and that the wedding was probably the biggest one of the biggest element. Yes, the logistics. And so, not only did that happen, but then I called my dreamy father, like business manager that I've had for twenty some odd years. Stuart, I'm gonna we make Stuart you. now listen to this. This is paying her nothing. <laughs> so, Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I had people really taking care of me during that time. And again, did not think I was going to end up with Josh, but realized that's what I want. I want someone just like that who gives me these feelings yes. and who is such a friend and who he was just the whole package. So we 
And then his dance uh, partner. Besides the fact that he's butt ugly. Right, obviously. <laughs> I mean, he's just like, um, <laughs> he's just kind of ugly. That's the only major <laughs> you know my taste. problem. Just like ugly, bad, just gross body. So he ended up, so his dance court card when it, uh, when it freed up, we still decided that we were just going to be friends mm-hmm. because then we were trying to be terribly responsible adults and we were saying, okay, but we're on a show. And mm-hmm. if we... I mean, inevitably, this will end. And I'm Snow White and you're Prince Charming. Yes. And it makes no sense. Yeah, it makes it no sense. It makes no sense that we'd be together. <laughs> and there's no cliche just, here at all. There's no metaphors. Like, God's not trying to tell us anything. The universe is not aligning in our favor. Like, nothing. But we, but what if it, but we were sure, because also we are actors and we are on a set and we are on location and we are sure that this is a bubble thing and this is not going to work and we're going to ruin this for everybody. And what we came down to, too, was, and then one of us is going to have to leave the show and it's not going to be me. <laughs> So are you ready to be unemployed? Because Prince Charming's going to have to, Disney's going to have to approve Push Prince him off Charming yeah, being killed. Yeah. Because um, you're not staying when we break up because we're not going to make everybody miserable. So we tried until like the fall to stay friends. And people and don't way, believe us. By the way, nobody I do, believes us. I believe you because I remember having to fucking hear about it and us being like, just <laughs> See, what are, what is this? I would, like this? sit outside your house. I was smoking. I was like, what is this performance where we're pretending you're not going to be together? It was but just like, we got together in the fall and on our first date, we were like, all right, we're going to take the slow and then we moved in <laughs> <laughs> like 10 minutes later and then we went to the show and we're like, hey, we're gonna get pregnant I know, now. I remember, remember when you were like, ah, oh, we're like not gonna get married. We're just gonna like. <laughs> oh, I tried to not get married for so long. And then, do you remember that? So yeah. I was, because Josh kept saying things about, you know, he he very gallantly wanted to wanted to wed. Yeah. And, um, and I would always say, no offense, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> <Just> you're <laughs> but ugly. I really, but I really feel feel like, you know, I don't really understand what marriage. Marriage doesn't mean the thing that it should mean for us to get married. Right. It's you know I was just on that. No one like, here needs citizenship. What are we doing? <laughs> like we just didn't. I didn't feel like we needed the piece of paper. I was like, can't we just be together forever? Yeah. Um. I've already canceled one wedding. Yeah. And he had been married, and so I kept saying no. And then something. Some, I mean, I'm sure it was biological, but thank God. Some, when I was, I mean, because we did plan on let's live together and have babies. The babies were very, very much planned, and um, I remember like the day that the switch flipped and I came home and I, I was so pregnant. It's when you were pregnant, yep. And I was like, I want your name. <laughs> I want your health insurance. I know I have my own, but I want yours. I want your DNA. Yeah, I, I want it all. I want a fancy <laughs> ring that is way too expensive. Like the whole kit and caboodle. And he was very generously you know, inclined to oblige. So he... Patient with so your possession turning into the marriage hulk. <laughs> so, yeah. And so she married got married pregnant, which I love so much. And literally much. barefoot. You were maybe... Eight months. Eight months pregnant. Yeah. And what made you decide to do it pregnant? I suddenly wanted... I mean, that did become a logistics thing where yeah. I was like, I want to. Ha- I want this baby to come in the... I want us all to have the same name. And I remember right. during the wedding, right. I realized what marriage does mean to me. Tell me. By the way. I was too busy taking selfies. I don't think I've ever, so what, what, what? <laughs> I don't think I've ever said this like, to anybody other than my husband. Um, when I was growing up, I thought that my parents were related because... I, I mean, it's just like my son's proposed to me all the time. By the way, I always say yes. Do you blame him? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what kind of messing up I'm doing. Hugo asked me the other night, he was like, because we let them crawl in bed with us in the middle of the night. And the other night he asked me, 
if he could still sleep on the same side of the bed when he's a grown-up. And I was like, absolutely. And Josh said, there'll be more room because I'll be at my girlfriend's house. <laughs> my house. I'll be, I'll be at Whit. Like, I'll be here. I said, oh, we'll miss you. But, um, but just like my children are always proposing to me, um, and I really do hope we get married. Um, <laughs> that is so cute. Oh, my God, it's so cute. By the way, they... they, they maybe they said, watched Big Love a couple too many well, times. Oliver, Oliver said to us the other day, he said, Daddy, I'm going to marry Hugo, and I could punch... I could punch Josh because his reaction was, buddy, that's not really legal. And I want I wanted to be like, no, great. Well, I will plan the reception now. We just have to stay together. But I have a whole box of invitations. <laughs> yeah, I never know. I'm just crossing out names. But um, but but I thought my parents were related because uh-huh. I didn't understand. I don't know. There was just no concept. For, they were family. Yeah. So how were they not like blood relation? Yeah, and during the wedding, I suddenly I remembered it during the wedding, that that's what I thought of my parents. And I realized I felt that way about Josh. Mm. Like that we were somehow, that this that this formality mm-hmm. in making us family was making us like have this like truly inseparable mm-hmm. like blood tie. And because he's been married before, I did tell him, by the way, at the wedding during the ceremony, I leaned over and I said, you realize that if you did this again, it'd be real tacky. So you are... <laughs> So stuck with me, like like I just like Says leaving the not pregnant woman right. in a wedding dress. <laughs> yeah. Barefoot. Like, this is not just about child support. This is you cannot like like you cannot leave. And I do. <laughs> I did realize too that like save for there. I've had so many relationship deal breakers in my life, and but I realized with Josh, this is so terrible because it sounds like I'm giving him like some kind of pass. But even if he murdered somebody, I think I'd still be like. <laughs> We're together, like as long as we're together. We're together. But it's sort of like when I had Oliver, the first thing that went through my head was, oh, I understand. Like if you, like all the women that I like watch interviewed on the news, like if you ever did anything, like I would hide you and lie to everyone about where you, I would protect you for, from from everyone. That's like, crazy I would, love that documentaries yeah. are made about. Yeah. 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 This is, a, you heard it here. Just, I feel like this is I now evidence. I you in the basement and I would lie to everyone so that they couldn't find you. Like, I suddenly got that, that about like, my kids. primal, yes. primordial, ferocious love at all costs. Which is why I do think that like my career has, and all my dreams have entirely changed. <laughs> because, which I had to go through mourning about, for sure. I thought you were going to say had been shattered, but I'm glad you said changed. <laughs> no, no, no. No, it's a choice i hope i mean aging in hollywood is one thing but i but no i i realized i always thought that my kids were going to come along on the ride with me because mm-hmm. come on like getting to be a working actress it's a it's a wild ride yeah. it is as i mean it's a it's a crazy roller coaster but yeah. it's really exhilarating and i thought that my kids would just come with me on the ride and the second i had them i was like oh no you are the ride you are the ride and i am Mm. i don't know i'm like your escort at the theme park who's gonna Mm. like you know protect you and hold your shit i remember when you first it was so hard for me to understand when you got famous because it was like i met you before you got like famous famous and then you got famous but you were just Ginny. So yeah. It was just like, that always gets so confusing. And then, because I remember being like, we were your plus one for all of your um, 
uh, the walk the line. Oh remember the walk the line? I you remember were more than my plus one for a while. <laughs> well, for walk the line, first of all, I remember you went to, did you shoot it in Tennessee, right? Yeah, in Memphis. And you came back and uh, we went and picked you up from the airport and we're like, oh, Ginny. Why did the studio oh, not send me a car, by the way? It's taken me like 20 years so to say, why Ginny's did you like, not? I'm landing from shooting this movie with Reese Witherspoon and Joaquin Phoenix at LAX, like, Tonight at eight o'clock or is something. Is there any way you can? There pick me is up. supposed to be a car. There is supposed to be transportation. I don't know how my agents missed this. The fact that we were picking you up is already right. weird. Yeah. And we were yeah. like, oh, she's gonna have change. She just is this big studio movie. She's gonna come <laughs> back. She's gonna be such an asshole. <laughs> like the Ginny we love is gonna be just like this diva. She gets in the car in that fucking peacoat, the same fucking <laughs> blue nasty <laughs> oh, yeah. peacoat, same brand. And she's like, I'm starving. Is there a Taco Bell close by? <laughs> I needed a Mexican pizza and a spork, like, like nobody's business. The same. She's the same bitch she's always been. I still love Taco Bell. I remember back then. And by the way, it's not like there wasn't Taco Bell in Memphis. Like, yeah, I know. You had just had it in the airport probably on your <laughs> way out. another pizza. Did you ever feel weird about your body? Oh. <laughs> she says she adjusts her body shape in the I chair. I just mean, I remember like, I just remember there being so many weird little like, things about that Ugh. and when you I feel like things have changed in the last couple of years a little bit you can tell me if I'm wrong no I'll talk openly but I feel like it. when we started it was like women's thighs couldn't touch oh my gosh you know who really uh had a huge impact on me was Julia Roberts like and I did my first movie with her so wild I know and she I feel like she took me under her wing in a way that I mean I've I, I owe I owe her so much. We all do. We all do. <laughs> we all owe her we so all much. Do. Um, when I started, I had never. I, by the way, I was on Weight Watchers as a child, so I had. I but I, but I can't say I had body issues mm -hmm. because I felt really because of Weight Watchers. I think I I felt really good about just being who I was and being healthy and and. I don't know, even though I read a lot of fashion magazines, it, I never thought I was supposed to, mm -hmm. I don't know, I never, I never thought like my thighs weren't supposed to touch. Yeah. Um, I just thought like, I, like this is the, this is the me package and I am an actress. And, and so I am stunning I, and gorgeous and I'm nailing it. Like, but I, I was shocked when we started doing press for Mona Lisa Smile. I mean, I was supposed to be like, my character in Mona Lisa Smile was supposed to be uh, mousy. Mm -hmm. Right, a little dowdy, but that's really fun, and you know, I like not having to put on as much makeup. Yeah, like it's like, yeah. like I don't know, I don't consider that like an insult, yeah, in any way. But um, but I remember when the press started coming that's out because you when, could never look dowdy, but yeah, no, that's yeah. not true. <laughs> <laughs> Stunning. By the way, I dressed up today because I was I put on a sweatshirt this morning. I was like, eh, no, this is, this is gonna look like I rolled out of bed. Um, but I I remember when the press came out and when I would do interviews. I mean, people were really mean, and. I remember the girls but uh, of Mona Lisa Smile all, I mean, seriously, like, especially, like, you know, um, well, they all got my back, but especially Julia Roberts got my back. And we would all get very defensive. And, like, um, they'd ask you questions in junkets? Yeah, like, I was in a huge press conference, and I actually had a journalist say, what's it like to be, like, you know, uh, like a heavy actress in Hollywood? And the thing that's not, I mean, I exploded. I lost my mind on this woman. And I did have my publicist at the time this pull me woman. aside after. after yeah, it was a woman. Of course it was a woman. Wow. Um, and then I did have my publicist pull me aside afterwards and say, here's the problem with how you handled that. Your reaction is all that they will now print. 
they don't show, they're not going to show this woman. There's no camera on this woman. Yes. They're not going to, you have got to learn how to, and she taught me that the art of, um, I love this is like a Zootopia thing, by the way, like totally plugging Zootopia. <laughs> um, I think everyone's seen it. <laughs> so, and there's this, there, uh, this little movie I did, but, um, but that, you know, you, if you don't want to answer the question that they ask, answer a different question Ooh. because the questioner is not going to ever be on camera. Um, yes. So anyways, my exploding. What's it like to be so gorgeous? Oh, thank you so exactly. much for asking. Exactly. Oh my gosh. How, how, oh my God. I'm flustered. But instead, I really was an asshole to this woman. Like she deserved it, but yeah. I attacked her her physically and things like that. So um, that was not cool. But I feel like Julia did a really good job of both um, protecting me and saying things like taking microphones and saying Jenny's not going to answer that, especially too about personal things. Mm-hmm. Like if anybody asked me about men, she would say Jenny's not going to answer that. And not in a controlling wow. way, in a truly like she was my buddy through all of this. I think we forget, like, especially think in this business when you're like, oh, I'm hired to do to be a puppet and to do what yes, other people say. and I just have to give and give and give myself away. And she kept saying, rem- but I'll never forget like, she cornered me after we did a photo shoot together because there were also she would refuse to do photo shoots without me for press. Like oh. when I wouldn't be asked to be part of a magazine spread, she'd be like, not only am I not doing this without Jenny, but she's going to be the one on the page with me, things like that. And um, I remember she also cornered me. We were at a shoot and she said, please, 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 please don't ever get it. Give in to this body image shit. Like you are beautiful. Do not change. Please do not let go. Like do not listen. You were, to I'm sorry, size Four? Like, I was probably, like, a four six. Yeah. Like, I was probably, like, a good six. But, like, that's tiny. <laughs> like, now I'm, like, like truly oh, t- I would give to be I in a six. I remember. I couldn't fit into your... Ginny had one Marc Jacobs dress that she wore for about four, four years. Four years. <laughs> just kept changing <laughs> we, we back and all, forth. But everyone would wear the dress. And then I went to put it on one day, and I couldn't even fit it up my back. No. And I remember... Because You're just built differently because you've always been slimmer than me, for sure. But we have to, it doesn't, yeah. the point is, I think what comes off on camera, it's like if someone's face is more round or more oh, angular. Oh, 100%. You know? But that's the thing. I've never been, like, I'm like, like that and was people always meet you and they go, she's tiny. And P- and I've always taken that too as, I mean, it's a compliment, but it is a testament to you. You're yes, also a movie star, so you're on a giant screen. I'm the size of a school bus. I'm the size of a school bus. But yeah, so it was, it was a crazy road in the beginning. But I would say my body, so I would say I've never had issues except this. I would like there to be more attention paid to what happens to the female body during pregnancy and afterwards, because I feel like I read everything and watched everything. And I feel like there is this, there's so much put onto pregnancy and postpartum life that's like trying to convince ourselves of this thing Mm -hmm. as in I thought that pregnancy was going to be all like you know rainbows and unicorns and that I was gonna you know love being pregnant and love have you know like love the delivery process yeah yeah and, and that postpartum life would be about like bonding with my baby and it was truly friends who said to me by the way you probably haven't read this in any of the like 400 books you've read but like you're gonna be in a diaper and your belly's not gonna go back no matter how much you exercise mm-hmm. and your skin and your stretch marks and the sags and that shit will never go away no matter how hard you work I mean like I have a friend who um will remain nameless who had ruined her couch because she was breastfeeding her child and had a hemorrhoid and it exploded. Oh, yeah. Bright red blood on her oh, couch. the bleeding. I remember. And by the way, so this <laughs> this story, can we do this on your show? Can yeah. Just, yes. Okay, okay. So I was, um, 
having like the same issues all pregnant women have where like I, you know, would all suddenly be like, I'm bleeding all over the floor, like after I had the baby. Um, or I was wetting my pants endlessly for months. Yeah. And um, but anyways, in the beginning, when I was wetting my pants, I didn't want my husband to know. By the way, he delivered the baby. You're like, I got a wet ass pussy. <laughs> I'm just squirting. You make me wet. You make me so wet. I don't know why I thought he would find this unattractive. He delivered the babies and still wants to have sex with me. But I was still like hiding these things from him because I thought they were so not like feminine and attractive. And like evil. a crevice is a crevice. So I was calling. I remember calling my, I went into the bathroom and as if having the bathroom door closed was not enough. And as if he wasn't like downstairs, I remember hiding. I like crouched down by my own toilet to get on the phone with my OBGYN and I called him and I was whispering. Spring. And I was like, I'm wetting my pants. <laughs> and I rem- I'll never forget this. He goes, yep. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm wet. Like, I will get up and realize I, like, wet the seat that I was sitting on and I didn't know it. And yep. And I was like, okay, so wait, what are you not understanding? Like, I am like a child. Like, I, I can't stop wetting my pants. And he goes, you had a baby. What did you expect? By the way, love that about the stuff him. they don't prepare you for. Yeah, and so and then I found out, that, but that was actually when I found out that I needed to actually order and wear diapers. But um, but I feel like there's something that happened. Like I see a disconnect. There's a lot of like love your body, love your body, love who you are, but I don't see a lot of like love the like saggy belly you're now going to have for the rest of your life. But I also would like to have been prepared for it. Yes. I mean, there was so much stuff. I remember when both you and Dory um, uh, had babies. I remember Dory saying, I thought everyone's water broke. Right. Because we see in movies like splash time to go to the hospital. She's like, I felt contractions, but I was like, oh, there's no like we where is the information to actually prepare people? I feel like the step by step romantic comedies in the eighties are are most of our preparation for. Episode. Oh yeah, but no, it took me getting like a phone call from a girlfriend in England who was like, "Oh, by the way, when you're in the hospital, ask them for the numbing spray." And I'll tell everybody this: I'm like, you after you have a baby, I'm gonna tell you this right now. Mm-hmm. After you have a baby, um, after my surrogate yeah, has a baby, so so you want to tell the surrogate to <laughs> um you get this like because they don't just give it to you; you have to get your doctor to get a prescription for it. But it's like this sport like injury numbing spray and you use that down there also like you can't like sit on a toilet or wipe for eons so i started using a hair dryer at the toilet to like prevent like getting rashes and things i have a friend who tore 12 inches oh yeah and she had to go get the rejuvenation oh yeah and she said that was more painful than the childbirth really yeah I'm not gonna lie. When it, during my second child, my doctor because the second one like falls out, and um, <laughs> and so after Hugo like fell out into Josh's arms, I looked at the doctor and I was like, "Hey, while you're down there, <laughs> well, there are some things that I." And he's like, "I feel like we've accomplished." Yeah, remember too, the doctor said, "I feel like we've accomplished a lot here today." And I was like, just <laughs> can't feel anything anyway. And I did ask. You don't I even did, need to put me under. Right, I did say to him, by the way, which I do appreciate, and this is about like love your body stuff. I did say to him, like, "Is there any way that I could get like a tummy tuck and have?" Um, like at the same time that I knock it out two birds yeah like but I, but I was having my babies vaginally and he was like nope and I was like this is Hollywood I'm sure that there's a way come to on there's gotta be a guy and there's- he walked me through why you know if you decide to do this down the line 
that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But this is why I'm not going to let you go through like that process while you're going through this process, right, which I really appreciate. You're going to be breastfeeding and you're going to be on painkillers. And well, that. and he was like, and it's messy and you're just getting somebody who can. I mean, he had all kinds of good reasons for like, you know, science and mm-hmm. body and healing and things. They, um, um, she said that when she went and got the vaginal rejuvenation, the doctor asked her size wise, would you like to go back to 16, 18 no, or no, 21? No, and I was like, no, no how no, big no, of a difference no, no. <laughs> was your I was like, that is so spe- my vagina did not change size I mean, I between hope, 16 right? and 18 I don't think that's amazing what did she decide by the way I think she went back to like 18 yeah but she <laughs> was just like medium. yeah she was like 18 and 16 she, it was like such a specific projection by the doctor right it was just like where did you get these numbers um but yeah you can like decide how small yeah. you want it to be <laughs> <That's> <laughs> we got to do a two for one at some point <laughs> how um did you get so clear on You've always been so relentlessly authentic. I know it's your mom. I know your mom. Uh, I have super mom. I know. She's a superhero and she's a saint. Like, why have you always been so authentic? Like, you never lie. You've never been fake. Well, I'd probably be a terrible liar. Let's just be honest. I mean, (laughs) she's for a a, literally one of the most brilliant actresses working today. (laughs) She's a horrible liar. Dory gives me the hardest time about we'll see someone like at a restaurant pre-pandemic. She'll be like, wow, you hate that person. I'm like, no, I wasn't so bad. You could tell. Could you just act the way you do in movies without the cameras? I have no idea you were that bad an actress in real life. But it's just like there's no there's never any drama with you there's never any like I feel like I'm so spoiled by my relationship with you and our third Dory because then afterwards I'd work with people and I'm like oh people are people are nuts (laughs) people are nuts you know Uh, what is it is it being from Tennessee is it your uh, mom I think I don't think well by the way and I've never talked about this before on camera on recording with anyone I mean you've heard this so when I mean I think that a lot of who I am I mean is obvious like just really 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 good I hope parenting and grandparenting and having a superhero sister as well to him. I'm extremely I mean, your close. grandmother collected dolls. What could have gone wrong? <laughs> <laughs> the biggest collections in the world. Um, I've got a doll. I've got a porcelain doll myself. Um, but, um, but, uh, you know, when I was a teenager, I was in a really abusive relationship and I was, and I suffered from depression and saw doctors for years and years and years. And by the way, I, those, those, one did not lead to the other. It was just like the perfect storm of adolescence um, and being in a bad situation. And, you know, my parents tried to keep me out of the abusive relationship and to help me. And they did. They, they took every step that a parent should take to help a child in that situation, meaning like they were, you know, the safe place for me to go. Um, and they got me the help that I needed and made me see that asking for help is the absolute categorical, most noble thing that you could ever do. Um, there's some, like, they really made me see that, like, there is strength in saying, I can't do this by myself. And, and so I do feel like I, I think that there was a, like a moment when I was about 16, when I realized that my life could really go one of several different ways and that most of the ways were were a very, very bad way. Um, and I could make a choice. And I just suddenly, for me, for me, how I've navigated, how I navigated mostly in the past, because it was a chemical thing that that seems to have righted itself as I have, you know, as my hormones have bounced out. Um, so it was, okay, I need to go on medication. Yeah. And I need to talk to people regularly and, and get that help that my parents taught me I need a bit. Like, the choice is going to be to change my life. Like, I can, I can... I think I felt like there was nothing to lose, 
right? Can't get worse. Like it was, I was in such a bad, dark place that I was like, well, I could just keep going down those like several different roads that I can envision. Or I could choose the like really, really, really unlikely road, which is I leave Memphis and I try to get into the top acting schools and I, you know, Never come home again except to see my family. And I, I just become, go do a movie with Julia Roberts. Right. And I just maybe just I should try, do that. Just like try to do the other thing. <laughs> like try to do the opposite of what I'm doing now. Contrary action. And see if that is that what that's mm-hmm. called? And I was like, and we can just like it's not like failing would matter because yeah. I can always do that later. Yes, exactly. I can always go back to that. Yeah. But like I haven't tried the thing that is I haven't tried the unlikely thing that is like, what if I could become a working actress and support myself doing that and have a different life and surround myself with a different kind of people? And and so when that, so, but also I'm, I'm spoiled rotten in that it worked so quickly. Like there was mm-hmm. such immediate gratification. Like mm-hmm. I got into the top acting schools. Um, but I think also it was because I was just being super nervy um, because I had nothing to lose. And I remember yeah. going up to like the, you know, head of the, program at the school that I chose um, and said, I think my audition was terrible. And I said, I can't wait to see you in the fall. And I think that it was that kind of thing. I did that at my first movie audition for Mona Lisa Smile. That was my first movie audition. And I said the same thing to the director. I like got 1950s clothes and went to the audition and said, like, I can't wait to see you on set, which is really me being an asshole. It's, it's so, I don't it's, recommend people do that. It's so crazy now that you're like, yeah, if you hadn't gotten the job, it would have been insane. Oh, by the way, like now also that I like screen test people on the other side yeah. where I'm like helping people get some job I'm on. Like I'd be so turned off by someone saying that to me, I think. I also remember when you auditioned for Big Love you went oh in and you were thrown like you just lost focus oh yeah and you said can I go outside and, and collect lis- myself and collect myself and listen to my yeah my music music for a second and come back yeah and I thought I had ruined it you I took like, control uh, of your environment but I thought that I had, I was like oh I wasted all their time I probably ruined it but it was the only way that I could yeah get myself where I needed to be to then go back in and, and then and how did you know you were just like I'm not I need to just like regroup like how did you know to take that contrary action really like when you have 10 people staring at you like tom hanks and brilliant writers you know what i'm really good at which josh and i have had to learn to um navigate because he's not like this um no he's like me i'm like i would rather just fail in front of you than take five minutes for myself if he have and if we have a conflict like josh wants to address it head on Mm. and i am hardcore about i need to walk away from this and I'll be back. I love you. I am not abandoning you. What have you eaten today? Yes. <laughs> but I'm not going to I'm not going to address this until I st- I have to I'm a step awayer. Yes. Uh, that's I what we that's away. what we're all working towards. Uh, the ability to take pause. Yes. To go, you know what? Pause. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to collect myself cuz yep. right now I'm going to say something cruel. I'm yep. going to say something mean. I'm, I'm going to regret it. I'm going to roll my eyes. Yep. And it's not going to be how I feel. Yes, I'm, I'm going to regret it. It's say what escalate. you mean. Say what you mean. Mean what you say and don't say it mean. I am not there yet. Let me just circle back. Yeah. So I'm hardcore. I mean, I, any fight starts and I'm like, I'll be back. Like, don't, don't oh think I'm, I'm not abandoning this. I'm not abandoning you, but I'm walking away. Yeah. Adults can't be abandoned. Oh, that's. We oh, have I cars. Like like yeah. Like yeah. Like My therapist, like our therapist uh, <sighs> says that all the time because I'm like, I just feel abandoned by this person. And she goes, adults can't be abandoned. That's you have a car. You have a house. Only children can be abandoned. That is so that's no. 
I'm gonna use this you now. don't get to have that. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm big on, call Georgia. <laughs> With everyone in my life, by the way, because at this point I've sent everyone to Georgia. Oh, I've had Georgia on the podcast. Everyone yeah. knows. Everyone, oh, yeah. everyone knows Georgia. Oh, I sent Georgia's podcast, that podcast, I sent that around to people mm-hmm. who I've been trying, who have been saying like, I really feel like I think I need someone. I'm like, you need Georgia. Yep. Everyone yep, needs yep, Georgia. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> so we, we'll have, Josh and I will have discussions about, you know, something regarding, because I do feel like I take gross advantage of Georgia because I'm always like, how do I not mess up my, our kids? Like I'll call and be like, can they watch Star Wars? <laughs> what do do about by the way this this therapist has star wars <laughs> posters in her office helps. So, <laughs> can they watch game of thrones yeah. um what's been the most surprising feedback you've gotten from her in terms of something you thought was going to mess a kid up but doesn't oh my gosh i mean she's like i feel like she has absolutely like created the structure that is our child rearing mm. um and that's and like here's the thing i feel like my childhood was spectacular i am like obsessed with Josh's mother who's like the healthiest most brilliant like I won the mother-in-law she's contest trip, oh too. my god I love her so much <laughs> she is so she's everything you want in a mom oh, <laughs> she's just like <laughs> I won the mother-in-law contest yeah. I get so ex- if she's gonna come visit and Josh is out of town like I'm who would play her in a movie time Catherine Keener Laura Dern Oh, Laura, Laura Dern. So brilliant. Like Laura Dern. Oh. She's like a, an amazing. Oh, she's the best energy. Like amazing, you've ever met. big heart, beautiful, blonde. So smart. Yeah, just, just like. So, like, she'll just say, she'll say things to me that I'm always like, how did you know how to handle yes, that, that? She's way? just like elegant, but like wears more turquoise jewelry than me. She's the, always making, I, she's, you can hear her coming. I like love the dangling. God, I worship her. <laughs> um, I get so stoked. Yesterday, I was on the I was on FaceTime with her for so long before I was like, I better show Josh that I'm talking to you. Or I'm going to get in trouble it's gonna be like why have you not she's been just pure original? wisdom pure yes. life um so so it's not that we are reacting to that and i just want to like disclaimer and going to georgia but we but because we're actors we really went to her and we were like how do we not mess them up more yeah um and she's so how do we act like we're good parents <laughs> right right and she's been I mean, her whole thing is structure and routine mm-hmm. and boundaries and all these things that are very also like it worked. This works very well for me. Mm. Um, so I feel like the the thing that actually surprised me the most was it just involved this logistical thing that was we were going to be Josh and I had to move and move and move during a very short period um, while we were shooting some specific things for once upon a time. She told us to leave our kids at home. Mm. And I was like, I thought it's sort of like that. I thought they were going to come along with me for the ride thing. And even though we were already there, it, it put it in. I don't know. It put it even clarified you know that like shifted things even more to focus mm. she was like no 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 you're not going to drag them mm. from location to location location for these months your mother is staying at your house yeah. they have an opportunity to be in school mm. so as long as they are getting eye contact and attention and love and feel safe mm-hmm. all of these things they get from your mother as it is mm. so and your mom's raring to go and that is how we're designed we're designed to be raised by a couple different women the village That's true too. it doesn't only have to be the mom yeah and she was like so they stay in LA with your mother. You FaceTime them all the time. You keep technology away from the mother otherwise, but you yes. FaceTime with them nonstop. And like you like they will be so happy. And they they don't care at all. When they know that Josh is going away for six months, they have this thing that they say back and forth with Josh where they go, they say, Daddy comes back always, always, always. Uh. And the thing that I think is different about like like families that are separated like truly separated or families of the past who didn't have FaceTime technology is they probably did feel a sense of abandonment but and Josh fears that with our kids but Georgia keeps telling us no 
Because the thing is, when he's gone to New York to shoot Manifest for mm. six months a year, mm-hmm. my kids are being told incessantly by me that their father adores them, mm. that he misses them. I mean, we give them, you know, dad sends them millions of presents and he FaceTimes them nonstop and they wear T-shirts with his face on it and they sleep on pillows with his face on it. And like, they don't feel... It's harder on us than it is on them. Yeah. For them, it's normal, but not the kind of normal that is like abandonment is normal. Mm-hmm. They, For them, it's just, you know, daddy's still... Com- they, they focus on the comeback part. Yeah. They can... And they can adapt. Yes. I think more than we can. Like, yes. the, you know, and I remember she was telling me once, like, us worrying about kids is so much harder on them than the thing we're worrying about oh. <laughs> because they just see us worrying in panic, yes. but they don't know what we're worrying about. So they're just like, all yes, I they see, feel the worry. they're just learning stress and they're just learning panic all the time. Oh yeah. They, something else that Georgia says that I love that I throw at people is, um, she says, you know, like life is the ocean and the parents are the buoys. Oh, so we try to always be the buoys always. And we try to never undermine each other. So what do you do? So you do you say, okay, uh, one of the kids wants a chocolate bar, whatever. He asks us, we have to go agree and then come back with no, one answer? No, but we don't counter what the other parent has decided. Uh, if, and if there's a conversation that needs to be had about, dude, the sugar, then we have that You have private. to be a united front. Yes, but we'll make that decision afterwards. We can't, because we're also realizing we can change the rules on the kids and yes, that's fine. Yes, 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 But you can't disagree in front of them. No. So if daddy, says, if daddy says something, that's amazing. <laughs> if daddy says something, I do go with it, even if I hate it. And then I'll have a private conversation with Josh because what I don't want is my kids to think that I don't want them, I don't want them to see me undermining their dad. Ooh. Something my children will see all day. Every day. <laughs> their dad needs to, their dad is like, he's the king of the house and he needs to be empowered and I'm the queen of the house and I need to be, to be empowered. This is why Jenny will be married forever. <laughs> uh, I will be single forever. No, no. Um, Just marry us. Are you Googling a French word? Why don't you mind your own business? <laughs> are you Googling a French word? Ready? <laughs> you are. New, <laughs> new for pas. No. Nuvering. Nope. <laughs> okay, I don't know. <laughs> Mine fell out. <laughs> New for and pa means now for a break in Swedish. Oh. I think they shut up talking to me in Swedish. Hal kaften. I like that. That's, <laughs> that's not serious. That's shut up in Swedish. Hal kaften. The point Swedish. is the point is you need to be able to insult people in every language. Folks. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say here. You need to be able to fight in every language. You need to be able to gossip about people in other languages so they can't understand you. Um smorgasbord. I can say Tocada d'elefante muy offende. What does that mean? It means your elephant face offends me. I had a, one of my managers was Puerto Rican and she only taught me things like that. And she's like, do you want to know how to say anything helpful? And I was like, no, you're not babble. Just teach me the insults. Bra. Just so you know, this is an ad for babble. That, means- <laughs> <laughs> that means good. Bra. Bra. Well, here's the thing. I matched with a guy from Stockholm on a dating app. So he said, yeah, bra. <laughs> Take off your bra. Yeah, he said, bra, bra. <laughs> so I know. <laughs> bra, bra, bro. So now I need to learn a language immediately. Um, and I've tried before. Like, I, I feel like I learned some French in high school, but it didn't really stick. I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't focused. I didn't really, um, I don't do well in like 45 minute at a time teaching chunks. I just like, it doesn't work for me. 
I get bored. But Babbel figured out how to They're 10 to 15 minutes. They figured out a way to teach you a language that you can actually absorb it, you can actually remember it, and works with my attention span. And they teach you words and phrases in like sentences yeah, and yeah, not yeah. like, here's how you say scarf. And you're like, and, and in what, what context? context? In what context? And you're just like, la bufanda. Deta bra. <laughs> Me fully talking about other languages when I can barely speak English. Tak. Ta what? That means thank you. Thank you. In Swedish. They even Good has, dog. What I like about this, because you know I have a wild ass voice, is that this has speech <laughs> recognition technology, yeah. so it helps improve your pronunciation. That word. <laughs> your the you pronunciation. The fact that you can't pronounce the word pronunciation. Your pronunciation is, is and dark. accent. And I was like, I need that. Nagarnes de bus? Uh, they have 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German that you can choose from. Vad are clocklen? That means what time is it? Vad are clock clan? What time is it? The it's time. Vad are clocken? <laughs> clocken. Stop! <laughs> Babel's like, this is not what we do. <laughs> They're like, go to the app. Download the app. 14 different languages. Spanish, French, Italian, and German. I love to learn German. Babel is available in an app or online. I do it on an app when I'm working out. Am I allowed to say that? I like to sync it across all devices. And you can do it. <laughs> really? Yeah. But you can also do it when you're like going for a walk, when you're working out, when you're running. Like I learn better when I'm like moving. Um, Right now, if you purchase a three-month subscription, Babbel will give our listeners three additional months free. Wow. With promo code good for you. Three additional months free if you go to Babbel.com. Learn that language today. Now's the time. We're in a pandemic. We're going to be able to travel soon. Soon the borders are going to open up, and you're going to want to travel. You're going to want to go to Europe. You're going to want to go to Germany. You're going to want to go to France or Spain because life is short because we're living in a nightmare. You're going to want to go to Italy. So you need to learn the language first. Don't be disrespectful. Babbel. Three additional months free if you go to babbel.com. Use promo code good for you, bra, on your three-month subscription. Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Promo code good for you. Bra job. Ah, uh, better help. Better help me read this ad. <laughs> um, <laughs> so stupid. Um, <laughs> please leave that in. <laughs> Go, please. Listen, there's something interfering with your happiness. No comment. Uh, <laughs> or preventing you from achieving your goals. Your goals. Right here. <laughs> right here. Better help can access your needs to match you with the a lo what BetterHelp will help you find a life and professional therapist you can start communicating Why are you reading? 48 Let's just speak hours from the heart speak from the heart i need help <laughs> <laughs> better this is, help this is a cry for help <laughs> i need better help because they can connect me to a licensed professional therapist i can talk to them real quick mm -hmm. um i can do it from the comfort of my home you guys I can do no, it. you can't not be in therapy you have better help has made it so there's no excuse anymore to be crazy. Yeah, what or therapist can you eat nuggets and talk to? <laughs> when can I eat a bowl of Teddy Grahams while also crying on my couch? That is so royal. I didn't even think about royal. that. You better help. You can snack while healing your childhood. You really can. Well, I, I, it took me so long to get into therapy because number one, I couldn't afford it. But number two, the driving there, the parking, the rigmarole, the, it's just like, and then you're worried you're going to run into someone in the waiting room. Like, it's just such a not therapeutic experience going to therapy. BetterHelp does it in the privacy of your own home. You can log in anytime, send a message to your counselor. You're going to get timely responses right then and there so that you don't take an 
action or send that email or say that thing you can never take also, back. Also, therapy is a luxury and BetterHelp is more affordable. That's right. And they also offer financial aid. Yes, but you save money in the long run for not having to pay for that divorce. <laughs> yeah, that too. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You deserve it. Visit their website, read their testimonials that are posted daily. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling. Visit <laughs> betterhelp.com slash Whitney. You do the rest, Benton. This That's, is where you shine. <laughs> visit betterhelp.com slash Whitney. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over. One million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. If you're one of those million people, slide into my DMs. I date guys that go to therapy. (laughs) In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp (laughs) that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I'm available. Special offer for Good For You listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Whitney. Great segue. (laughs) Great segue into Big Love. Do you remember when you were shooting that and you were scared didn't you have some crazy security thing happen oh my gosh but that was the very beginning i remember that you like were like i'm scared to be at my house okay (laughs) so we were warned ahead of time because there were crazy things happening in the news when we were making the first season and the show was not yet out and there were very real horrible you know discoveries being made about this way of life for mm-hmm. people, um, especially I'm the in, one like, that'll get the, the death threats. Um, and so, you know, I mean, and I'm talking about um, cult life. I'm not talking about like right. proper, like like recognized, organized religious right, right. life. Um, and so, because there were these things in the news. By the way, this is like before we had so many like media and news outlets and social media right, and like right. so so we didn't have as much information mm-hmm. and we were told i remember <laughs> by powers that be that we need to to like make sure we had good security systems and because we were going to be representing something that people did not want revealed right um or revealing things that people didn't want revealed so um i was scared in the beginning and then realized it was all because nobody really gave, gave shit because <laughs> by the way it's like a tv show i know i, I remember really like, just like i have security issues i'm like we're like people know who you are like what are no we? i was so and it was yeah, <laughs> when it wasn't did like you get papar- this famous we weren't worried about like paparazzi we were worried about yes i like, remember yeah it was being worried about like these people being very angry because we were representing real people and just gave them of course yeah there names. was a lot of emotion um and and there were a lot of like arrests and busts at the time, and so anyways, once the show actually started airing, we realized like there's no, no like nobody fine. cares. Yeah. They don't have HBO. <laughs> no, they're not going to watch. Do you remember when you put smiley faces on your pasties? Oh my gosh, I still do this, by the way. <laughs> so nudity, a hundred percent, still do this. In nudity writers, this is a Laura Lenny thing. She taught me this. Tell me. I mean, I didn't. I I mean, I I haven't worked with her, but she told me this. Like she's Jean Traporn's best friend, and we had dinner one night, and she told me this. That when you shoot a nude scene, if in your nude contract it yep. says you cannot show my nipples, yeah. you wear little pasties. Yes, because there are loopholes. Now, I am the, by the way, I'm the only person I know that reads every word of my contracts. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I read every word. I read every word of my husband's contracts. I, I am crazy. No one is seeing my husband's day. <laughs> right. So, and I'm big on, I mean, my poor lawyers, because I'm like, I think I should, I want this extra clause. And they're like, that doesn't exist. And I'm like, it does, does now. now. Um, but uh, I need everything in writing. But um, but so there is a loophole, and it is in writing that um, if if you have a nudity clause, which by the way, SAG has really taken care of us at this point. Mm-hmm. Like now, now, like things <laughs> they have call to be it signed. SAG because they're talking about what we look <laughs> what like nude. After we have babies. <laughs> um, the uh, 
I feel like SAG now has made it so they have to, you know, jump over other hurdles to get us to be naked. But it used to not be that way. And so in my nudity clause, it would say, do I need to do that, by the way, right now? What? Oh, no. I need to do I just started crying when you talked about some things. So now my makeup is coming off. Do I look crazy? No, not at all. So I'm just doing that. Not at all. But I get like a lot of mascara underneath. So you can tell me. Maybe like a tiny one on this side. Up. Uh Yep. Yep. Right here. My new Victoria Beckham. Uh, so we'll get about. send send us some product. Oh my gosh, her makeup's insane. No, that's good. Eyeliner is like the best thing I've ever used. Okay, thank you. Um, so uh, I'm always trying to be moist, and so my mascara gets everywhere. <laughs> um, I really am. I, all I do is moisturize. This pandemic is just oh, me, me. All I do is lube that's my all face. All I do. Um, what Laura Lenny told me to do was just write. Now they don't want you to write all over the pasties. The pasties are flesh colored on purpose. They want them to look like your body yes. in case they're accidentally caught on screen. And the same for the down below parts. They're supposed to look like if you get a flash of it, you don't think about it. Yes. It's supposed so if you to have a like nude pasty, you could kind of it could pass get away. Off yes. Yeah. But instead, I went to that sticker place at the Grove and got loads of stickers. <laughs> or sometimes I would use those. And sometimes I would take a like a permanent marker and I would write all over the face. I still do this. I just write on them now because I'm too lazy to get the stickers. Um, I also just don't think stickers don't stick as well as they used to. I've noticed my kids' stickers, but um, but um, and I'll, they're so moisturized. Oh well, this could be. But I write on I write on the pasties things like stop looking at my boobs, yes, like, no way, Jose, and like, smiley faces and stuff, smiley faces and down below and everything. Like you can't film me. Like whatever I can fit on there. <laughs> I will write so that it's truly unusable. So it's also cracked me up when people, like, I remember there, some, a publicist sent me a press clip at one point that was, you know, and we did see Jenny's body and da da da. I'm like, no, you didn't. Like, it's actually impossible. <laughs> You've never seen it. Nobody's ever seen it. Before we talk about Dolly Parton, <sighs> I do have to ask about your skin because everyone's going to freak out if I don't. <laughs> Now, Ginny, because all I do is moisturize my skin. Uh, okay, we need to talk about that. So, also, Ginny is an alien. <laughs> I think we should just preface this. She doesn't have pores. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the Nashville I water. A little more as I get older. Tiny bit. Your face is made of porcelain. So, just let's <laughs> let's just preface that. What do you put on your face? God bless you. It looks unreal. Um, you know what? I'm. I Benton, think isn't her skin I'm, wild? It's no. crazy. Y'all are very kind. I'm lucky. Not really. We I'm, know no, we're I'm, not. <laughs> we're awful people. I'm, I am lucky. I have my, like my grandmothers, both are people, one my late grandmother, one my um, 98-year-old grandmother, are women who were and are stopped on the street about their skin. Mm. Like, and my grandmother, who just turned 98 the other day, Aww. told me when I was little that, um, she said, don't touch your skin. Just don't touch it. Don't pop things. Don't touch it. Don't overwash it. Don't just leave it alone. And so I do feel like, though I do a ton to it now, what I do is I try to like nourish it. Yes. I don't like mess with it. See, that's key because I was at war. You remember with my skin for so long, you're squeezing, you're popping, you're yeah, leaving you scars, no, no, you're putting drying lotions on. Yeah, just leave it alone. And I never overwash it. By the way, I slept in my makeup for like the first 20 years yes, of wearing makeup, yes, which is I now I find foul. But at the time, <laughs> uh, I was just lazy and listening to my grandmother. because I was like, Well, well now said, I just found out it. that half your makeup is expired. Well, I, so. who, it has expiration dates. <laughs> it's and on everything. There's like this little picture of a jar and a number of months it can be open. I, I had just no learned idea. that makeup expires. So Wit was just asking me. So we just went through this. I found out everything in my house was seriously expired. So that oh, was very fun. I've been putting moldy makeup. eyeliner into my I mean, eyeballs too, for the too. past 20 years. I had like 10-year-old like stinky lipsticks. But so now I take a permanent marker and I write the date 
everything says 820 because it was in <laughs> August of 2020 that I've now opened everything. And then you can put some in the refrigerator. See, I didn't know I put that. my creams in the refrigerator. Oh. Right, Benton? Isn't it that your face lotions? Yes, but that doesn't make it last any longer. Could you make that oh. any louder? I didn't make this. Tightens. Do you think I built this? <laughs> Is it just that like your skin tightens because it's colder? It's like, just yeah, it just it like shocks your skin, so okay. it gets deeper into your skin, oh. things like that. Oh, but but my cream, like don't deeper. you make me put the Tata Harper in the fridge? Oh, I don't make you do anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just it doesn't make it last any longer. It's just the cooling effect makes the product work better. Benton's mad because he gave me a birthday present. I haven't opened it yet. Truly, oh, you, to, you should open my birthday present. But I am downstairs. going to downstairs, but I'm so awkward about opening presents. No, but by the way, mine's not like it's 2020, and I I'm sort of honoring like the craziness of the world. I didn't do anything fancy. Did you get me a vaccine? <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, the I made you something. Best gift I've ever gotten besides your lemon marmalade. Uh, well, you got more of that. That you, that, you, <laughs> that you made me from the lemons yeah. on my tree. But I've got better one downstairs. And uh, the, the first pair of real shoes that I ever got were from <gasps> Ginny. Oh, I love those shoes. I remember those shoes from Barney's. On my birthday. Barney's was I my was Tiffany's. probably 26. Yeah. And I only wore clothes from Buffalo Exchange oh. and like flea markets. And well, that's where I was before the interventions. Yes, yes. But I would wear like... Um, uh, Velcro sneakers oh, yeah. and crazy stuff because I thought it would save time. You That's still do that. Okay, I don't need your <laughs> lip, Benton. How dare you? But now they're like you. I don't you. need these two Tennessee people to, uh, uniting against me. Tennessee. Um, but uh, and you and Dory bought me a pair of like Mew Mew black oh, yeah. flats. Yeah. And I wore them truly every day for like seven years. Do you remember the ones that I wore yes. that had holes in them and I kept taking them to... Jenny, when Jenny first started getting successful, she was like, we we had to get her to stop wearing like Aldo clogs uh -huh. and we had to like, we're like, you're a sex symbol uh -huh. now, you're a movie no. star. This is ridiculous. Like you can't wear Dickies overalls anymore oh, to premieres. <laughs> Jenny, God, some of the premieres. Jenny would wear like bell bottom, like oh. moo-moos. You were always in moo-moos and like capes for some reason. It was like a total disaster. Kept like she had a shirt that had like an owl on it, like a like uh, on the shoulder. We were like, you can't. You're a star. You can't and do things this. With holes, lots like of bad onesies, holes, not cool holes. lots of onesies. Yes, they were so easy. Remember the pink onesie? You had like oh, a baby yeah. pink onesie. And, well, the ba well, it was a pink sweater that went over the gray onesie. Right, but right. it was like a large sweater that would wrap around. And it. then she would wear these like Crocs, like fa like fancy oh. flat Crocs, like moccasins. You had a lot of moccasins. Oh my God, I loved the moccasins. I know. And then where am I going with this? Oh, my shoes that had the holes in them when I started so getting Jenny fancy So started stuff. getting money and started working. And we're like, okay, you're a star. You are you can buy things now, which is actually so funny because I remember the first time you went and bought a necklace with hearts on it, you drove away from the store and your business manager went, oh, turn around. Yep, 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 <laughs> Stuart. He was like, did you need to go shopping at Barney's? <laughs> can you go return that? And she went, I just bought this necklace. Now I have to go return it. No, and I remember that heart necklace was amazing. I still have it. I remember. It's broken, but I still have Neither it. And someday I'll get it repaired. But also I remember saying things, I've said things to Stuart in the past, like, but I, but you know, but the stylist told me that I needed it for such and such. And his answer is, is the stylist helping you pay for it? <laughs> See, this is why Britney Spears is on a conservatorship because of the, these type of decisions. And so Ginny went and bought her first nice pair of shoes. They were baby pink yes with little chloe. bows on them chloe. chloe our favorite and she was wearing them and they kept falling apart and she kept getting them resold and i remember being like as a broke person like if you buy expensive shoes shouldn't you shouldn't they stay like why do you have to that was the thing that made me so angry yeah, and i, was like, and I would get them repainted them? they couldn't even dye them they had to paint them and then the paint would crack and i was going to this fancy place to get them done in beverly hills and i remember asking the guy about it and he said you wear these outside and i was like well yes and he goes you just wear these to impress your friends 
friends when they come over. No, but he was like, these are inside shoes. Yeah, and I was like, I wear these to go on walks. They were like house like, slippers, yeah. and she would go hiking in them. I would wear it because I refused. That, but I still well, like. Because once you bought them, you're like, I'm wearing these everywhere. Because I'm the opposite of you it. You got black too. A lot of people, yes, a lot of people, I feel like buy nice things or we're actresses and we're gifted these nice things and they don't, they like, I mean, they take better care of them. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but my whole thing is like, if I have it, I'm going to wear it to death. That's right. Oh, yeah. No, I'm aware. I was, going, <laughs> I was literally going through photos of us because I was like, had this whole plan to like show you a bunch of photos from oh, our past, God. but I was too afraid to upload them because I didn't want them to go on the cloud because I have so many weird no, nudes yeah in my cloud so I just didn't <laughs> want to um do that and I was like looking through all these photos of us and there's like mul- I was getting confused because we were wearing the same outfits so many consecutive New Year's oh, Eve. oh yeah that you can't even tell I couldn't tell what the difference years. between 2006 and 2007 we wore the same clothes all the time yes we did like we had our dresses our flats and you had really long hair that was parted in the middle I know I'm trying I'm working on it that was so wild I want my hair long again okay so so what are you putting on your skin? Oh, um, I mean, like literally, you want L- me to like, like pro- literally? Oh wow! Oh yeah, there'll right. be riots if we don't say. Um, I first of all, I really am one of those people who's like, you better be in sunscreen. It makes my kids, ha- my kids yes. hate it yep. so much. But I like, there's just no reason to go outside if you're not wearing sunscreen. Which one do you wear? Um, right now, I'm okay. So I really like. This, uh, there's a dermatologist on the East Coast I have never met, hmm. have never worked with, and I love his products because when I was postpartum with Hugo, I my skin, I feel like I've only had like relatable normal skin issues right. during and right after pregnancy. Right. So my skin did not like me being pregnant. Just like right. I had problems with me being pregnant, my skin had problems with me. I was not a happy pregnant person. Yeah. Um, love the kids. <laughs> Just the pregnant part that I, the and postpartum part that I struggled with. Um, Were you sad after? I was, but my sadness was not like I did not have postpartum depression. Yeah. So I can't relate to that. Um, I had major, I like just identity issues. Yeah. Like, like self esteem issues based on I don't know who I am when I look in the mirror because mm. it was it was like it was a I gained so much weight during both of my pregnancies, um, and it wasn't it wasn't even fun it was like compulsive but also because I always had um I was like someone who had morning sickness all the time but Mm -hmm. I wasn't throwing up so I felt like it was worse I just always felt sick and then I just ate because when I would eat I didn't feel sick Uh. so I gained an enormous amount of weight didn't know like I couldn't recognize myself kind of weight and that made me it just, I just felt horrible about myself. Mm. No one else made me feel horrible about myself. And like m- my husband is like he he would have been fine making out with me at at any weight. Like does nothing but make me feel like a million bucks. But I know he's obsessed with you. It's gross. No, but <laughs> but it's my own thing. And I'm like I have to feel. We all have to just feel good about ourselves. Um. So and I had really big issues with all of the changes that my body went through then afterwards mm. and the realization that like I couldn't. I don't know. I felt out of control for the first time in my life of like every like my body's always been a choice. Whatever state my body has been in has always been a choice. Mm. And suddenly I felt like this wasn't this was out of my hands. Mm. Um, So I also think I remember this happening with um, our friends and you where when you after you had your baby and after Dory had her baby, I remember going, oh, leave them alone. They're really busy. Right. And I talked to Georgia and I was like, I was like going through a hard time because I was like, well, I haven't seen Ginny and Dory because they're, you know, they both just had kids and they're really busy. And she's like, you haven't seen them? And I was like, well, no, I mean, they just had kids. They're probably like exhausted. And she was like, you have to go see them. They need to see adults. Oh, yeah. So new moms. Yeah. 
they're just dealing with this little slug yeah. that they can't communicate with. And all of a sudden you're like not around like friends and you're not getting like socializing with girlfriends. Oh, yeah. Because I thought I was like leaving you guys alone. Oh, yeah. No, and everybody does. And like yeah. because it is because it's mayhem. It's yeah. Cr- it's We're like, I don't want to add to her plate. I don't want to like put more pressure than she already had. But I remember um, like one of the I mean, I could cry thinking about it and she probably doesn't think it was any kind of big deal. But when I had Hugo and I was in the hospital, Dory showed up at the hospital like the next day. And because we already had a kid at home, I wasn't letting Josh stay with me at the mm. hospital. I was like, you have to go home and be with Oliver. Yeah. I will be fine. I've got 400 nurses. And Dory showed up at the hospital and she had snuck in jars of Moscow mules. Which, by the <laughs> way, I'm categorically, I'm on like medication. Like I'm not allowed to be drinking. And she was like, let's get drunk. And the best. it was She's like, I mean, I could cry because it was so, it was everything I needed, which is just like, we're still us. You know, yeah. I'm like, we'll get through You're this. You're still you, yes. But even you probably though, want to forget your you for a minute, so I'm going to help facilitate that. And and this thing that now makes all your decisions for you? Well, that's the thing, too. It's like, so not only was I looking in the mirror and I didn't recognize myself, but I also, and I feel like I aged very quickly, and I'd always been like, aging in Hollywood, like, it's such a, like, that phrase, it's a, you know, I felt like that was like a... Cliche. A, yes, and also like about the, the generation older than us, mm-hmm. but all of the sudden... All of a sudden, I was feeling it all at once, and I felt the—I, like, mourned. I would cry. I felt like I was mourning the loss of my career because all of a sudden, I had to say to my reps endlessly, no, no, no. I was going to say—I was going to say the girl that passes on everything. No, but no. I mean, God bless. Like, I'm so lucky. But I've had to—like, all of my decisions are based on now staying home with my kids. Mm. And then there's all kinds of things. As you know, I have, like, my laundry list of things that, like, have to—or my checklist of things that have to be met Mm -hmm. for me to take a job. Yeah. But it— is all about my children mm-hmm. because I am going to be home with them and I am not going to work long hours and they are not being pulled out of school and all of these things. So, um, but skin wise, I so when I was postpartum with Hugo, I felt like I was trying all kinds of different things and I s- spent a fortune and just had everything. Everything was just being shipped to Canada and I was trying to like, I was like, fix my skin, fix my skin, fix my skin. And I got really into this doctor's line. He's named Dr. Colbert. Do you know him? He's on the East Coast. Stephen Colbert. Is <laughs> That'd be amazing. Dermatologist. He's my dermatologist. That's the only dermatologist. He just I think sends I me don't Vaseline, know. right? That's what I'm supposed <laughs> to be putting on my skin. <laughs> no, Bye. Colbert causes laugh lines. He's the opposite of a dermatologist. So he, his line, and it was just one of those things where I was trying a million different things, and you know, there were, I don't know, some actress girlfriend in New York who mm-hmm. like went and saw this dermatologist, and and so I started using his products, and I swear my skin cleared up immediately, wow. and so I am kind of obsessed with his stuff Mm -hmm. and someday I'll you know see him when he's on the like he knows I want to see him if he's ever on the west coast yeah um but I think his products are genius but I do I moisturize a lot lot. like a couple times a day oh yeah with what I mean well with his stuff so I so like oh his moisturizer okay so like morning time oh gosh so morning time I may or may not wash my face it depends on like the time of year Mm -hmm. and like how I slept and how many children were rolling around on me okay um so I might just use water in the morning. Ooh. I know. Um, and then, uh, but apparently that's fine. Um, and <laughs> I then I this. do, I use one of, I use his serum uh-huh. and then I'll use his day cream and then I'll do some of his oil, but only in certain places. And the eyes. Yeah. And like, like here. Yeah. Yeah. Because I find that like, I do get clogged pores if I do it other places with everything that everybody says doesn't clog 
it'll happen. So yeah. just avoid it. Clog your quote pores. No, but something happens. Right, right. Something happens. And then I'll put on sunscreen. Okay. Through his, because he's part of this group called the New York Dermatology Group. So yes. They have a sunscreen. So I just put on that sunscreen because I'm like, well, it must all work together. Yeah, that's right. Oh, but he also has like these pads. I use all his shit because he's got Dr. Like, these pads Colbert. Like, oh, I see it. Yeah, Dr. Colbert. He's hot. I use these like. Have you seen him? I mean. Oh, well, he's kind of handsome. I don't think that's him, by the way. Oh. He yeah, that's like, a different one. Oh, okay. Um, well, I'm going to him. It's Stephen. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Stephen, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's Colbert MD. Yes, that's yeah. it, right? There's silver, the silver bottles. Oh, yeah. Okay. And there's also like toning pads. Yeah, and, like, I facial see. pads. I use all of it. Protect day lotion. Good I packaging. Use all of it. Okay. Okay. And then at night, I do wash my face no matter what at night. Okay. Now. With his stuff. And then I'll do like. Night cream and I all I've used La Mer since I was like in my twenties. I remember that. They, yes. The La Mer people, I would go to the counter back when we didn't buy online, and they would always tell me that I should not be buying La Mer, um, and that it wasn't for my skin type. But it's the only, and I was also really young, and it's the only thing that has like kept my eyes moist for some reason. Do I've you always use the been eye dry. Cream or just the original. Now La Mer. I've graduated to the like, gr- like the big girl stuff because I'm. You know, forty-two. Right. Um, so now I'm on like a, the darker container. And you just that like is. pat, pat, yeah. pat, right? You don't yeah. rub that one in. No. And then I use a lip mask at night. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my lips Which get dry. one? What, the the Lumiere one. What was the brand? Yeah, Laneige. not that one. Laneige. Wait, what's the one that? No, it's another one. Pink begins with a T. It's Japanese. Oh, Tatcha. Yes, I yes. use Tatcha oh, nice. lip mask. I put La Mer all over my hands. Really? On the top of your hands? Yes. Are you dermal? Oh, I also will use like toner on my hands. Oh, okay. Um, These are the tricks that we live for on this there's podcast. There's this, I'm so mad. You can't get Boots brand here, right? The Boots no. British. Oh, right, right, right. If anyone's listening, I will. English people, I we can send, send you some. An, I, what do you need? I will send a thank you to anyone who can get, there's this, okay, so it sounds so gross, but it's so, I use it every day. You're probably, by the way, categorically not supposed to use this every day boots makes this cracked heel balm (laughs) cracked heel balm let's get it i there is nothing better i'm sure that you're just supposed to use this for cracked heels (laughs) i just use it for foot cream i just put it on my butthole and i use it all the time there's probably a limit to how much you're supposed to use it like it's a therapy it's like supposed to be therapeutic i use it like foot cream because i think it is do you put socks on over it yeah i love foot cream with socks oh and bed socks yeah now that i can darn socks (laughs) don't throw out your bed socks will you explain what darn socks is okay well i have it so you've probably read it right in any piece of literature right but like someone was darning socks again i told you we have nothing in common i do Ginny's bookshelf uh, is full of vintage Shakespeare books. Oh, yeah. Actually, and literally. she just like, will just like, I'll come over and she'll just be like reading like, you know, a doll's house, like a vintage, so like Ibsen play. But and Shakespeare, I'm like, like iambic pentameter is really good for, like the kids can do it. Yeah. I don't know what she's um, even saying. I've had to go see her in Shakespeare plays. I've had to go to Williamstown to watch her do oh all this gosh, literacy you drove, shit. You drove so far. I did drive to Williamstown. I make you do my stuff for the library. Where even was Williamstown? Berkshire's. The Berkshires of Massachusetts. In Massachusetts, we drove to watch Ginny be brilliant in a play. That was so fun. Ginny is literate as fuck. No. I got to show you a video that Oliver made. We had to do this project for school that was supposed to be about his culture. <laughs> and what they really wanted was ancestry, us to make a video about ancestry. I could not get him interested, which broke my heart because I'm obsessed with our ancestry. Um, and But when I was talking to him about what culture is, I included language. And so he goes, oh, let's do Spanish. And I was like, well, honey, we don't speak a word of Spanish, though I love that we speak English. And he said, oh, let's film our library. <gasps> That's full of English. And I was so happy that I didn't 
correct him. Aww. And I told the teachers, I was like, sorry, but we did our own thing. No, but And I'll show you the video after of that he made that he was so proud showing off the books in our library and like our and like the dictionaries and stuff because we and I, you know, work with the um, L.A. Public Library and um Anyways, and he loves all of that, but uh, especially he's my bookworm. But um, no, wait, how did we start talking about this. We were talking about this. Well, I am big pentameter. Uh, I am big pentameter. Reading oh, darn socks. Books, socks. Because <laughs> everybody in classic literature darn socks. And now, okay, so you know, Ginny is take, an Amish woman. Uh, uh, and I have a butter churn now. What? <laughs> we need to get you a cotton gin. Yeah. Too? Uh, so what is darning socks? Is when you sew up a hole. Okay, so that's the thing. If you okay, have you ever taken a sweater? I maybe promise a nice I'm going to get Ginny on Instagram. <laughs> I could be like home at 101. Um, Have you ever taken like a nice sweater to the dry cleaner and they say like, you have a hole in this. Would you like us to send it to a darner? No. You don't talk to Benton. Yeah. <laughs> when you take your sweaters, do that. Now you just send them to me. Okay, so darning is shockingly easy. As I took an um, online Zoom course recently oh. um, at seven in the morning in my you. pajamas, um, and it's basically patching. So it's not sewing up. It's patching knit, but. The idea is you either want it to contrast significantly for like expressive artistic reasons right. or you want it to blend in completely with the knit of what has been torn. Because if you sew up knit, it's going to change how it pulls and you're going to always be able to tell. Yeah. But if you, it's sort of like inserting a puzzle piece of knit. Yes. Okay. Ginny's a sweater surgeon now. So I've we need a vaccine. a sweater surgeon. <laughs> Why did we start talking about this? Because you're darning now. I know, but how did we start talking about darning? Because there was something else we were talking about, like skin and... Um, you're talking about putting your stuff on your feet and putting socks Oh, the socks. Okay, so bed socks. So I <laughs> sleep like a granny. Um, and I, because I like, like my favorite place to buy nightgowns. You know Vermont Country no, Store? No, her... Go to Vermont ni- Country Store right ni- now. Her nightgowns look like, um, <laughs> look like what zombies in horror movies wear, like in haunted houses. Uh, they probably, like, Google like, this. Like on um, The Exorcist, like, it's like a sweat, I, I, let me guess, it's a, it's a nightgown that has like a lace turtleneck. Well, those are amazing in the winter. Yeah. But, um, but you want, no, but I, Especially like like the flannel with like apples and hearts all over. What is it? Vermont Vermont Country Store has the best and like house like like if you want like a like a house coat like. Hold on, yeah, Ginny fully has like um, a little house on the prairie. uh, Full. Look at their nightgowns. These. Hold on. Why are you looking at Vermont? I don't want Vermont. Hold on. This is, oh, Vermont Country Store? I feel like you wear apple butter to bed. Look at their Uh, website. Vermont Country Store. Nightgowns. Now go to nightgowns. Oh, God. Jenny, these are creepy. No, go to nightgowns. These are what, like, women got murdered in, in, like, (laughs) (laughs) in the Civil War. Nightgowns. Curtains? Curtains and nightgowns look the same. Should (laughs) I just go to curtains? Women? Nightgown. Yeah. It's a true gown. All right, so now... Okay, oh. so I sleep in these. Okay. And long johns. Don't bully her. You sleep under... in three-piece suit. <laughs> I, I, I dress like Annie Hall to go to sleep. Yeah, you go to you sleep looking like RuPaul. Ginny used to wear ties all oh the time. All I the time. loved it. Even on red carpets. I'm sure my publicist was like, that was also prior Google to having Google Jennifer a, Goodwin tie. That was like prior to having a stylist Ginny well. used to wear a white Oxford shirt with a black tie. I was tie. like, well, it looks dressed up. She was like Marcel Marceau. She looked like a Cheesecake Factory hostess. <laughs> like, you're a celebrity. Oh, look at that nightgown. Okay, Ginny, oh. this one? Yeah. Look okay, this no, is I'll a... I'll show you my favorite. This is a full turtleneck. No, that, that's not really the one I wear. This is, a, is that a Snuggie? I'll show you my Or a Slanket? Like, there's like some of them are like flannel, like this kind of thing. I would wear. Jenny, these look haunted. Um, these look like. 
have this one. Benjamin, have you seen these? I have this one. <laughs> Will you come? Uh, Jenny, you can. I love that one so much. Oh my God. So, and I'll wear well, that with like. At least you don't have to worry about getting pregnant again. <laughs> No, he really, it's a challenge there's for him. There's something hot about there's, it. No, it's, there's a challenge. He likes having to find me under all the layers. I'll wear like these long john, like I wear these like wool long john pants. And then I wear like, I like cashmere bed socks. But that, I can darn them now. So yes. I put on the foot cream and then I put on the bed socks. But if I wear holes in them now, I can darn them. Don't have to throw them out any longer. Could we be more different? <laughs> Could oh, we do? I do hope not. you're hand washing that. Shit. Can you believe this is my something won't even be broken? And when he's like, get another one. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> like I do. Mend. I do like the doing it in a different color. Oh yeah, like um, like Raggedy Ann. Or yeah, something. like the, what I showed you too. Yes, yeah. yes. She had a pair of brown socks with like pink stitching yeah. where the hole. Yeah, you make the. Yeah, it's you know? fine because you can really be like more expressive. Can you this. believe we're friends? <laughs> a lot. My favorite thing to knit, though, by the way, is like like speaking of, is I also mm-hmm. love like a good co- like a hot water bottle cozy like this is how i sleep josh has to get past the hot water bottle the granny nightgown buttoned up here the long johns the bed socks it's like a game oh you're so wet find no, it. That, find it. you're so wet no that's just my my old-timey civil war medicine plastic my whoopee that cushion too. that's full of water like those old ones oh yeah that are, <laughs> i'm yeah, that's what whoopee cushion do you not use a hot water bottle i don't know Oh, so I do heating pads. Hmm. I don't know. You stay warm for so long you can sleep with them. You don't have to like worry about burning the house down. Mm-hmm. They're so comfy. It's like yeah. a cat on you or something. <laughs> Put them on my feet at night. <laughs> the kids have them. <laughs> okay. Talking about Dolly Parton. Oh, yay. So I watched Heartstrings this weekend. <gasps> you did? It made me cry. Aww, it feels good. It made me cry. I I, ca- I cannot believe it made me cry. <gasps> uh, it, there's so few things that, like, you don't see the twist coming or you right? don't see the heartbreak coming or you don't, you know, it was just like, I, I, I guess I just... Um, wasn't expected to get so emotional <laughs> about it, but it is Dolly Parton's show based on her song. Yes, absolutely. Every song is the, every song is based on, I mean, sorry, not every, every song. Episode every episode is based, based on, on a different song's mm-hmm. narrative. Yeah. She's a very, she's very much a storyteller. Mm-hmm. And so it lends itself to TV episodes, but, and then ours was the first. So Kathleen Turner and I did the first. And- oh! I'm so you know that Kathleen her. Turner, the first time I ever saw him, her was at Williamstown. Yeah, totally. When I saw your play and I saw her in the lobby and I almost fainted. And by I was the like, way, it's Virginia Woolf. No, she, I also like, I mean, I'm. She's brilliant. I, She's brilliant. But I let me ask you. jump in front of a bus for You're her. obviously Jennifer Goodwin, but watching her, those scenes where she was like in the courtroom with the bones and stuff. <gasps> was it ever, was there ever a moment where you're just like, that's fucking Kathleen Turner? She. I, I mean, you work like, with such famous people, but there's something right? about. Her. No, by the way, I mean she's she's half of why I did it. It was, I mean, I was sent the you know the breakdown of the of the offer, and it was Dolly Parton and Kathleen Turner. And yeah, I was like, well, I'm, yeah. I don't even have to. Read I'll be this. there, and I will yes. be nude. Yeah, no, nope. <laughs> you can see me naked. Right? All my clauses go out the window. Right. No, and and. I mean, by the way, I do believe like Kathleen Turner is now friend for life, which, as we know, does not happen on many a set. Yeah. You don't just like make a friend for life from a set. Um, Like she comes to town and like I like we go on dates. And then when she is back in New York where she lives and Josh has to be there for manifest, I'm like, you call Kathleen, you take her out, you take her flowers. (laughs) I feel like she's just a a beacon of infinite wisdom. A hundred percent. And she's just like she's also, by the way, like. 
I don't know. She's like this warm magnet. Like, I just want to be around her. I but she also terrifies me. I was scared of her before I got to know her, for uh-huh. sure. Like, the first time we met... I think it must have been she the first time She was also we met. easily the biggest sex symbol when I was growing up. Uh, like my brother had posters of her on his 100%. wall. So She's also like an award-winning. Yes. Like critically acclaimed. War of the Roses is, I mean, Film still maybe my favorite movie. She's, oh. So the first time I met her was at the read-through. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, it was at the read-through. I mean, truth be told, I had met her at Williamstown a yeah. million years before, but I didn't count that because, I don't know, we didn't like, it was just like a in passing, someone introduced us at a party. Yeah. <laughs> Pardon me. So she. Jenny has COVID. I have COVID. Um, I've, you're the only person I've seen in six months. That's we have COVID. <laughs> Worth it. I have been. You are my bubble break. Um, you are 100% my bubble break. Well, we, by the way, also, this is how close friends Ginny and I are. She kind of tried to reschedule this, and I said no. <laughs> and I so appreciated it, and I needed to get out of the house because I was like, I, I realized I was having severe separation anxiety. Yes. Because other than going to the doctor, by the way, with my children, mm-hmm. I haven't been away from my children for any period of time in six months. Wow. And, uh, and, and by the way, never looked anywhere. happier. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and you can leave at any time. This is going weird. I'm done. <laughs> I said, right. I'm like, no, please keep can me you here. Please leave. No, but it was really interesting to realize too, like, oh, I need to get out of the house. Like, and we have said no to everything yeah. because of, you know, also as, you know, as Whitney knows, like, you know, local family that's super high risk and things like this. So we've mm. just been like, we are going to be, res- we are responsible for other people, but Whitney goes above and beyond with all the protocols. And so we felt safe with me doing it. But also I was like, fe- I haven't been around another human being. I know it's so weird. And we, and it's, this is, I, this is, uh, there's maybe two people in my life that were close enough to do this. She's like, ah, oh, maybe we should do this next week. Like I felt, and I felt it too. Like I've almost rescheduled every. Thing that I'm doing because I start panicking like at the last minute sure. and just being like, oh, let's do it later. And I was like, I've got to brush my hair. I know. And she was like, oh, I don't know. I have to brush my teeth and like <laughs> yeah, I have to, yeah, I have to yeah. take off my yeah. my Crip Keeper pajamas yeah. and it's just me. <laughs> and she was like, should we do it next week? And I was like, no, we're keeping it. And I was like, great. I was like, this is my birthday present. But I felt real relief after after we went. Th- I realized too. I think, and I'm sorry to have put you through that. No, can I but tell I was you? Glad that we then did because I realized then like, oh, I'm relieved that I'm going. No, but I loved it because to me it was like. It means so much to me when I can be authentic around somebody and our relationship means so much to me. The fact that I just went, no, let's keep it. Or like, no. And even Josh said, like he said- And I didn't feel scared. I didn't feel a pit in my stomach. I didn't think you were going to be mad at me. I didn't think it was going to make things awkward. It wasn't going to be a thing. Yeah, I was like, no, you're my birthday present. You're coming. But I think too, it saved it from me like being resentful this morning that I hadn't said something. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like because we had the full-blown discussion about it. Yes. Then coming here was like a delight instead of me still going through that this morning, getting dressed and going like, why didn't I say something? Yes, 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 yes. Which is something Josh actually said to me days ago wisely. It was like, you're going to resent this if you don't have right. a conversation with her about right. this. Like, it's just going to then... Feel- I knew how much of a hassle this was for you and I made you do it anyway. <laughs> but then it was like, well, I have to do it. So good. And now I'm excited to go. <laughs> but now, that it, now I feel like I've been heard and I've been seen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought it was like, just bring the kids. We'll throw them in the pool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're staying home. They're She's like, I don't have childcare. And I was like, I don't care. I didn't have childcare when I was a kid. I turned out fine. <laughs> this is true. This is true. I was like, just leave, this is why we're doing leave stand-up. them with the iPad. This is why we're doing stand-up. <laughs> um, oh, Kathleen. So Kathleen, I'm sorry. I get off on such like tangents that's what a podcast um, is it's just oh one oh giant good. tangent i feel like because i feel like now it's talk show where i'm like wait i was supposed to be getting to <laughs> no. some point um so sh- i was scared of her and she came up to me after the table read and she was like what are you doing tonight <laughs> and, what are you doing yeah tonight? <laughs> and i said um i'm gonna i'm gonna go to uh my hotel room Googling and you? i'm gonna yeah and i'm gonna just like study for tomorrow and i've got a t- you know i've got a costume fitting she was like we're going to dinner and I was like, <laughs> 
And she's like, I'll text you later. So she texts me later and I Google them. She's like, I need you to pick me up at such and such a time. Like, come to my house and then we're going to take because she was on the way. And she's like, and then we'll take an Uber. So can you imagine being an Uber driver and picking up Kathleen Turner? Oh, I know. I know. Like, oh, I know. my God. Oh, my God. I know. It's genius. Oh, my God. And so but here's the thing, too. Not only did the Uber driver pick us up to take us, but um, he took picked us up to take us an hour and a half away. Oh, so I was like, wait, I'm going to be in the car with Kathleen Turner for an hour and a half. Like I was terrified. And it was in that hour and a half that I was like, oh, you're a di- like, this is something different where we're going to like right. bond right. and like through life we'll be like touching base with each other and like instant family. Yeah. Like she's special. And had you met Dolly Parton before this? No. Growing up in Tennessee, was it like, oh, she's, she's got she's it. Yeah. She's it. Um, <laughs> she is everything you want her to be. She is the only icon, celebrity is an insult, frankly, the only icon, legend, and star, as Benton would say. Icon, legend, star. Icon, legend, star, who Benton has a <laughs> Dolly Parton oh tattoo gosh, on her cap. I sent you the text. Oh, you sent me a picture? Um, uh, who I have consistently heard is over-delivers. Over-delivers when you meet yes. her. Yes. Over-delivers. She is Dolly Parton all the time. And the thing that floored me the most, oh, it's so good. <laughs> that's Benton's tattoo of Dolly uh, Parton. And that's leg. a good Dolly era, too. It's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. She's got a new Christmas album coming out, you know. Mm-hmm. I remember when you went to go have dinner with her. Oh, yeah. And you were, like, very nervous. I think I sent you all the pictures. Yes, 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 dinner, yes. Like, from under the table. Was it, like, um, but she's instantly, like, I'm Dolly Parton and we're not going to make a big deal about it. Oh, wait, here's the thing. She knows how, she knows how to be what you want her to be. Oh. <gasps> So she knows, like, she is so, she immediately tells you the most wonderful hysterical stories that, like, feed into, yeah, what you want her to be. But then this is what tripped me up. This, I would ask her a question, right, about herself. Because I figured, like, a lot of the major stars that I've been around... I mean, and I was raised in the South. Like, you should ask them about themselves. Like, there's that's they're, all they want to talk about. They're, they're going to want to talk about themselves. <laughs> and by the way, I'm really good on a set with big stars because you know how to make them feel like the center of attention. I'm, I'm totally fine not being the center of attention. <laughs> like, I really am. Like, one of the greatest compliments I've ever gotten was from Sam Jager, who was in Why Women Kill with Me last year. Right. And he said he knew that we were going to be friends when we got to set. And he realized that I wanted to work and go home. Mm. <laughs> and he was like, you're not looking for like, any- nope. like nope. anything nope. outside of like, let's get along. There's a job. Let's respect each other. But like, I'm going to work and I'm going to. And, and by the way, I'm going to know all of my lines before we get That's to set. Right. This is the only job where like some people, maybe 90 percent of people show up having no idea what they're doing. Or memorizing I mean, like anything, time. and yeah. they get to just flirt for forty minutes between yeah. working. Yeah, no, I, we're we're gonna. I'm gonna be the first person on set because I want to roll. Yeah, and by the way, this was also a Julia Roberts thing that I watched her always do this. Like, and then when you do show up and are prepared and ready to go, people are like, "She's a bitch," and you're yeah. like, "I I'm literally just the only person here who's prepared." But I will also I find like at this point I can also have conversations with other actors, mm-hmm. like especially younger actors at this mm-hmm. point. Like at like get go, I can be like, "I would love it if we had a set where." Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's just, I will run lines with you anytime you want, but mm-hmm. let's know those 
before we even get to work in the this morning. this is what you got paid to do. It's the and, least you can possibly and do. And I want to get home for dinner with my children. Mm-hmm. This is a job. No, yeah. It's not camp. Yeah. No, no, no. Not camp. It's not camp. And we're not a college. No. And we're not going to go to a dorm after this. No Orleans. I've got a life yeah. that is There's way more important than this. 200 people here waiting for yeah. us to go home to their families. Well, you were asking about like... Like, I mean, in other words, like balance and priorities and, and like self-knowledge. What's well, balance? Like I, my real life is so much better than my work life. And mm. that will always come first. Ooh. My real life is, is my work life supports my real life, not the other way around. Wow. That's everything to me. It is all about me getting home. I want to. I want to get home for dinner. Um, and when I was younger, I was like, "That's okay. Yes, I'll stay here until mm-hmm. three in the morning because that. you're doing whatever in your trailer." And like now, I'm like, "Hey, hey, hey!" <laughs> like, yeah. you are like, I don't know. I just have like really strong boundaries, and I'm really good at expressing them. Yes, that's um, so cool. But um, but uh, and by the way, it benefits everybody. Boundaries benefit. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody, oh my gosh. Yeah. And it makes everybody things easier wins for when everybody. You set boundaries. Everybody knows where your lines are and it makes That's it all right. so much easier. That's right. But yeah, Kathleen. So Kathleen Turner was immediately friend, like immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, so I st- she stopped. Wait, me. what was the Dolly Parton thing that tripped you up? That's where. Oh, we're... that's what it was. It's the, the it's the Dolly. Right. <laughs> Thank you. It's that. So we're having. This is dinner. what it's like to hang out with us. <laughs> yeah. Right. We're having dinner. This is like your only six hour podcast. <laughs> um, we're having dinner, and uh, I would say so. Uh, you know. Tell me about, okay, here's just, like, start off example, as in, this was the first question that I asked her. Like, break the ice example was, um, I asked her about old bones, because the story that we're telling in the episode, These Old Bones, which is the TV movie that then, like, launches the series, because the rest are episodes, and this was the TV movie, um, and it's based on a real-life woman that Dolly knew. And so, the first question I asked was about Bones, the real life woman, because I thought that was might be a good icebreaker. Mm-hmm. And she answered it and then immediately said to me, Have you ever known anyone like this in your oh life? Tell me about gosh. that person. And then at, and like kept doing that over the course of dinner. Where whatever it, whatever topic we were, you know, touching upon, she would then instead like turn it around and be like well how did that make you feel i mean she was and, interested in <laughs> well, i was i didn't know what to do yeah <laughs> like i'm used to dealing with famous people yeah. that are clinical narcissists yes <laughs> but she's i mean it's unbelievable because it also none of it felt contrived mm. it felt so Genuine. authentic like she because then she would have follow-up questions and she would get excited about certain things that like were part of my story or, you know something about my parents or i mean that blew my mind. And I think that there's no coincidence that she's Dolly Parton. Yeah. The type of people that are actually interested in other people make the best art. Absolutely. She's really watching. She's really listening. Where did she you really guys cares. go? I don't know. It was something set up by like the movie people. But it, was, it wasn't but like it was a wild. restaurant? Like no, can was. she go to restaurants? Well it was closed for us. But, oh they um, closed like a restaurant. Like we do. Like you that know like we do. You know how they close <laughs> restaurants for us? Not like before because of the, the pandemic. pandemic. <laughs> um, no but what was crazy was so it was a you know it was like people involved in the project were going and and the the person who takes care of Dolly had come up to me and said I don't get like I won't get in trouble for saying this, but it had said like, "Hey, we're not telling anybody, but like you are Dolly's date, so like you guys are going to go sit together and da da da." And I was like, "What? What?" <laughs> kind of like I'm going to be in the car with Kathleen Turner for an hour and a half. I can't. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was like coming, what trying to come up with smell questions like? and like amazing. And by the way, she looks. Like, she looks like Dolly Parton up close. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no, like, I don't know. Yes. You're not like, oh, I see the strings. No, like, yeah, that's I see the man Dolly Parton. Like, and she says she is Dolly Parton 
at six in the morning, if she's going to the bathroom, she's wearing six six inch heels. I mean, there are times when she oh. has like another version of her life because she also is very clear that like she has boundaries. And I was not about like, to does ask she about have flip flops. Like, does no. she wear moccasins? No. Or, what does she wear to bed? No, but she knows how to be undercover. I will say without disclosing how, because yeah. I think that that was a secret. But I mean, the way that she described it to me. But um, but she. She knows, yeah, how to be Dolly Parton. And a story that she loves telling is that she went to one of, like, she said one of the biggest, like, compliments to her in her life was she went to, in West Hollywood, um, a look-alike Dolly Parton contest. (laughs) And she entered and she lost. And she said it could not have made her happier, like, watching these people that had, like, taken on her persona and that it was, like, helping them in some way and like working for them and that they did it better than she did. She like loved that. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. Isn't that amazing? But you know, she's special. Like she's, oh, and you've seen, I've told, told, I showed what, like my favorite Christmas card I've ever gotten. I've got a frame. It's from Dolly. Put it up. It's my favorite ever. And the, I love that the, um, it's a Christmas card. Like that was mailed. Yeah, to, to her you. friends. And it's the, 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 return. the return address just said, like, I think it just says Dolly Parton, at, like, Nashville. Like, it just um, says, no, it just says Dolly Parton, Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, I was beside myself. There's no address. It's yeah. just like, you know where to find me. <laughs> like, I told a mutual friend of ours that I was like, Dolly's got the new Christmas album coming out. I just bought the Holly Dolly Christmas uh, sweatshirt. And he was like, oh, Dolly's going to love that. And I was like, that's such a weird thing to get. <laughs> like, that's such a weird, like, Dolly's going to be told that I bought her, like, Dolly Parton sweatshirt. I know, just like, thanks. <laughs> we never um, finished the story about ice. Oh, my gosh. You have to tell the ice story. Okay, so this is just full circle. When Ginny met me, I was so crazy. I mean, I was just a mess. Like, I was just a mess. I had not been, like, parented. I didn't know how to take care of myself. I didn't know how to put myself first. I was always losing my keys. I was always losing my credit card. I was always, like, my car, like, had a boot on it. Like, my (laughs) license was expired. Like, I didn't have health insurance. Like, I was just, like, a mess. Oh, my gosh, you didn't have health insurance. I was just a mess. Like, Ginny is who told me savings are for emergencies. 100%. Remember that? Savings, because I would then... They're even, not for purses. They are for emergencies. Like, she's like, savings are for, like, dental surgeries. Yeah, or like your cat is sick. Yeah, Or... Your savings you is You have not, to jump on a plane and go see a family member. Yeah. So even later, when I started saving money, I was like, oh my God, I saved this amount of money. I'm going to buy this purse. She's like, no, no, no. Savings are for, like, savings. dental emergencies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is yeah. not a luxury yeah. thing. And so I was just, I was like, just such a mess. It was just always something with me. And uh, I was calling them like two in the morning, like, I can't find my keys. I don't know where my, I'd like lose my car in parking lots. I'd be like, I don't remember what left. I parked next to a green truck and I can't find it. They're like, you know, cars move. You can't remember where your car is in a parking lot. Based on another car. Based on another car. Like I was just um, in the clouds and in bad relationships and the whole thing. And so one time we were emailing, I feel like I was maybe like 28 or 29. This is, I'm trying to remember what quote you had in your email at the time. Harry I believe Potter. I believe it was Holly, a Harry Potter quote. Because mm-hmm. Ginny, I kind of know where she is in her life based on the automatic sign-off quotes. Oh, it was Harry Potter for a really long she time. She had, it was Harry Potter for a long time and it was Audrey Hepburn for a long time. Yeah, Aww, yeah. yeah where you would email Ginny and you'd get like an inspirational quote in this email. <laughs> so you like think twice about canceling on her. You're like, oh, fuck. Uh, and so it just like shames you based on whatever email you're sending. Whatever disappointing thing you're writing. No. And... I remember she emails me and two of our other best friends and in the... 
I didn't know it was going to show up. <laughs> so literally, I, I respond to the email and I'm emailing them and we're emailing about like making a plan together. And our other two friends' emails next to their name says the word ice. It was probably Dory and my sister. I think it was Dory and your sister and maybe Celine. Yeah. Maybe. And in parentheses, it said I-C-E. But then next to my email, it didn't say I-C-E. And I didn't know how to... <laughs> and I didn't know how to... I didn't know that it would show up on anybody's email because it was just like, how it was entered in my phone. We're literally like emailing about like a trip together. So like, brrr, like email, email, email. And then and I write says, back... Hey, what's ice? I write back. I'm like, what's ice? And then it's silence. <laughs> but then there was a day that you did make ice. So I was not someone that was programmed in as an in case of emergency contact, which I learned <laughs> that's what ice means. So I was just did not make But we were like, cut. we should be your ice. That's the thing. Oh, you were my ice. Remember when I had to go feed your cat? Oh, <laughs> my gosh. I, I mean, I think I'd made like a tutorial, like VHS tape or Ginny something for came to my, All I had to do was feed her cat. It's literally yep. all I had to do yep. was put some kibble in a bowl. Yeah. You brought me a written out piece step of paper. Step by step. With how instructions. To, how to turn on and off my alarm, which, by the way, I am one of those people who has like really basic. There's not. <laughs> it, this is not Mission Impossible. No. And it was like written out. I'm like, God, oh, Ginny's so like neurotic. Like she wrote out like 17 steps of how to go into her house, turn the alarm off, feed the cat, leave, reset the alarm. Uh -huh, I'm uh -huh. like, God, like what is so patronizing? Like, why doesn't she take me seriously? Like I can open a fucking garage door <laughs> and you're on vacation. And then, like, so the police called and they're asking who Whitney is. <laughs> I could not figure out. But I don't know what it was. Like, it was I think like, all you were saying was like, but it's Whitney. No, I was like, but it was like the police. You were like, but it's Whitney. I'm no, Whitney. I was like, it's Whitney. I'm her friend. And <laughs> I, was like, I was like, she gave me the code. But like, you know how Ginny is. Like, likely story. I sounded like I was robbing your house. Oh, 100%. And I couldn't remember where you were. I was like, no, she went on a trip. I think she's, fuck, she's in maybe like Arrowhead. <laughs> I remember them being like, uh... You know we have to call the police, right? I was like, I don't call the police. I, I promise, I, I'm Whitney. I was like, Google me. <laughs> and uh, so then it took, I want to say like six or so years ago, I finally got promoted to ICE, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which means I really made it. It yeah, means I like yeah. pulled my life together. Yeah. That I'm an in case. I'm big a girl. good emergency contact, actually. I'm bad at like just normal things, but emergencies is where I shine. I feel like we've had, we've gone through good crises together. Yeah, we really have. And I was even thinking about, you know, like Dory suffered a tragic loss recently, and I loved like that I could call you, and you are exceptionally busy these days, but I could call you and be like, hey, can you be at my house in like 30 minutes? Mm -hmm. Because Dory's having a hard time and we're going to, we're going to talk to her. Yep. Yeah. And I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like there's there's that this like you and Dory come before like everything. Like, like you're busy until you're not. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not busy. When well, it suddenly comes to that's you the thing. Suddenly there's so much time. I remember yeah. us talking about that in terms of relationships with yeah. Dory, too, about like how it's with the wrong people that we never have enough time. Well, that's it. I mean, and the I right people. It's like you have. It's like time is created somehow. I'm this man is texting me and he's like, I know you're really busy. I know you're really busy. And I just had to write back. I don't have time. I make time. Yeah. So I don't do anything I don't want to do, but yeah. I d don't like be, don't like do some weird math based on my Instagram and decide that I'm really, I am really busy, but yeah. I will make time for you. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. We have all the time in the world when it comes to the right things. Yes. It does blow my mind that like you, you are like to, I would say like to comedy, you are like what Fauci is to me with the pandemic. <laughs> you are to me with like comedy and like health in general. How wild is that? <laughs> Isn't that wild? Uh-huh. 
but you have seen firsthand that I I did work my ass off. I mean, I am I was in therapy to think like you. So <laughs> hilarious. Hilarious. So, but you saw me like starting to go to Al-Anon, starting to go to therapy. Like you yeah. saw the whole yeah. trajectory. Yeah. The whole 180. Yeah. Because now I'll call you to be like, for, for all that I was like sending you articles about hydration, now I'll call you and be like, what am I supposed to do about this? No, why? How, how can I make my life healthier in this way? And then I also turn to you these days for anything regarding comedy. And it, like, I don't know anything. About it that. works. Like it, you can change. I mean, this is what we talked about in the podcast last week with Andrew Huberman. Like you can change your brain. If I can, yes. if I can pull it together, anyone can. You've seen it. No, you've, I mean, little girl's grown up, but aged backwards weirdly. But that's the health. That's the health and money and sleeping. Yeah. And lasers. <laughs> lasers. And derma good. rolling. I do like some lasers. I do derma rolling. What's derma rolling? Derma rolling. I don't know what derma rolling is. But I like lasers. I'll get like veins like that I want zapped. Zap? No, I did the, um, not the cool laser, the one that, uh, the photo facial, which ended up, that it just takes like sunspots off. You do yeah. not need it at all. Well, because you should be wearing sunscreen. I know. Uh, I will after this. <laughs> I don't, you know what? I, I don't wear it when I'm driving. Oh, no, we do need it when we're driving. That's where I got, I was like, yeah. oh, you need to wear it when you go out in the sun. But driving, no, you've it's got also to driving. put sunscreen. Yeah. I wear gloves when I hands. drive now. <gasps> Mm-hmm. I should do that. My my hands look very young. I'm yeah, not even, I'm really not even gonna lie. Yeah. Um. Even though someone was like, uh, uh, you. Uh, <laughs> I went to a dermatologist like this was like six years ago or something, and uh, and I went in because I was working on a TV show, and they told me I had under eye bags, and then I like looked tired, <gasps> and so I go to this like dermatologist, and he's like, uh, I walk in, I'm like, I look tired, I don't know what to do, and I point into my eyes, I was like, don't I have eye bags, and he's like, your eyes are fine, but what are you gonna do about your hands? No. I know, I do feel like we neglect our you hands. You can put Botox in your hands. No. I know. I haven't done it yet, but I started wearing uh, gloves when I drive and sunscreen always on my hands. Oh, yeah. First, I heard Joan Rivers used to do that for QVC. That tracks. Oh, yeah. She would wear sunscreen? She would put Botox on her hands for QVC. Oh, wow. She would be showing things. Have you, you've seen that documentary piece of work, right? Oh, yeah. Joan Rivers' documentary is amazing. I will see it. I love it. I never want to let you go, but I know you have a life... What time is it? Do I have to go? No. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to tell you what time, no, it, what time is. is it is. You're officially neglecting <laughs> no, your children. No, no, what time You're is officially it? we need to call child I'm services. on I'm like I'm, I'm letting you go right this second. I'm on I'm on parent duty. Oh yeah. Well, I'll, be, I'll be okay. Yeah, you'll be okay. And then um what else? You're doing a TV show with one of my favorite people on the planet. Oh my gosh. That hasn't come out yet. Oh yeah, but speaking, I cannot wait. Like speaking of you sent me that pilot. Wait. Do you know this? Do you remember this? Cuz I, I do. Like, I was like okay. she has to do this. Yes. I remember reading a pilot uh, it was like the beginning of this year. Who knows it. what it's going to be called when it actually comes yeah. out? You right know? now it's pivoting. Ridding, ridding, ridding. <laughs> uh, written, this is, I have Lockjaw. We've been talking so much. Um, written by one of my favorite writers on the planet who wrote on a t two TV shows that I did. Mm -hmm. uh, truly the, f easily the funny per funniest person I know. She's unreal. Even no, texting. The funniest. Her name's Liz Astroff, by Liz the way. Liz Astroff, love you. Oh, she has person. a book. Buy her book. She also has an amazing oh, yeah. book. Um, and, uh, and she, we used to work on a TV show together and she would, she would, she would leave during lunch and go buy clothes down the street and bring it back. And then the next day be in a shame spiral and return them. No, <laughs> no, she's no, just, no. She's just like the funniest. Like Jesus I'd terrible. walk by on my way home and she'd be eating like salmon in her car. Like she's I just, love it. she's just every, I love her uh, so she's, much. she's, she came up with some of the best two broke girls episodes, um, uh, for the people that loved uh, the NBC show with the Splenda Chicken, that's Liz. People will yell at me on the street sometimes and be like, Splenda Chicken, which is very inside if you don't know what it is. But um, she makes me laugh harder than anyone. Well, this one, so I was talking to you about, this is what I want. I am 
uh, 42 years old and I, as we know, want to have dinner with my children Mm -hmm. and I'm not leaving LA and I would like to be laughing. I would like to be, if I'm crying, I want it to be making people laugh. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. I, I feel like I do a lot of crying to make people cry. I know. Um, and Watching age, like every TV show and every uh, movie you were doing for the longest time, you were just like, <laughs> just like God, <laughs> this is such a stressful it's job. Just, I was like losing my voice all the time and yeah. I went to see this um, ear, nose, throat so specialist. Like crying and fucking and crying. <laughs> Showing 20% of my tush. I, I went to see the specialist because I like, was losing my voice like twice a year and he said that I had, I my body, he was like how stressful your life I was like not at all I have like the best life and he was like how much do you cry on camera and I was oh. like oh that's everybody wants me to cry on camera everything I do and I'm always trying to explain to directors and writers like hey this doesn't make good acting just because I can cry on right. camera um, like we could, let's do something else but everybody wants me to cry and he said your body thinks that you are living through the stress that your characters <gasps> are living through and I was like exhausting this thing in my throat and it meant that like I was having bad acid issues and it was making my I was losing my voice all the time Anyways, point being, I was like, I would like to be, la- I would like to, if I'm going to cry, I want it to be making people laugh. Mm-hmm. And, I, and generally, I would like to just not be crying as much. Yeah. Um, and, cool. and you, but I said, but here's the problem with it is I have to be in LA. I have to have a good schedule. I have to make a certain kind of income and the writing has to be spectacularly yeah. genius. And that's a really, 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 really tall order. And you sent me pivoting. And then, by the way, I called my reps and I was like, why didn't you send me pivoting? Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I read it and I laughed out loud and I was like, this is I was it. like, does Whit need to be my presentation? <laughs> and I gave it to my husband and he read it a couple of times and laughed out loud. And then we started those talks in February and then I didn't hear anything and the pandemic hit. And I was like, oh, like, you know, the pandemic hit. So mm-hmm. like, like work is over and we'll see what happens on the flip side of crazy stress and spiraling and um, over, over, you know, work for actors during a pandemic yeah. as we cannot do it from home. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then all of the sudden, weirdly, I don't remember what month it was when I started texting you and I was like, this is so weird. Like they had been negotiating this whole time for like months and yeah. I thought that it had gone away, but I had gotten the job yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they were finishing the contract. That's the great thing about this business. Like half the time, even when you do win, they don't even tell you. Nobody told me. You can't me. even enjoy it the few times that things are going well. By the way, the Dolly Parton, so my Dolly Parton TV movie was nominated for You guys for have got to Emmy. watch this. Oh, thank you. Yay! Yay! And I didn't know. So like, <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> like nobody told Could me. Could someone tell me that I was nominated for an Emmy, Nobody please? told me. So I like sent a message to all of my reps and I was like hey, hey guys guys like because you I had one like, job literally yeah. one job <laughs> I'm like we're all at home the flowers but are we not got here. An Emmy. we got a best best of best of Emmy um nomination not Emmy nomination but um but yeah nobody told me I was like nobody told me I got the well actually yeah I know I know everyone thinks Hollywood's so glamorous like we don't know half the shit that's going on half the time <laughs> like it's just like no yeah I was thinking about I mean, how glamorous things are. There's an Emmy party that's virtual, and they were walking me through, you know, like Netflix is throwing this virtual, you know, celebration. Mm -hmm. And so I was talking to people about, like, yes, I would need to, like, do my hair and makeup, and I could just be dressed from here up and be fine. And I was like, I don't have childcare. (laughs) Like, that's how glamorous it is. I don't have childcare, so I cannot go. Like, I'm not going to sit there with my kids and because I don't want my kids part of things. Like, I want them part of things. Like, they come with me to sets mm-hmm. because I want them to. I'm really hardcore about. I want, and I know we need to go. Um, I, I will do this truly all day. <laughs> no, and I need to go actually. I just, take care go, of I just want you to go to go see your kids so no, they I don't do. turn into comedians. I know. <laughs> well, that's the thing. They're like, she did actually abandon us. Yeah, I don't want them to. <laughs> she grow ran up. off of, with, with Whitney. <laughs> but I'm, I'm hardcore with my kids about since the beginning. Um, though we say things to them all the time, like, well, mommy and daddy have to go to work because we have to do things like, Pay for school in Disneyland. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> but I Legos. don't want it to be something. 
I don't want them to think it's like a, I don't know. I don't want them to resent the thing that we have to do to support them. And I want them to see that we are fucking lucky because we get to do something we love for a living. Do they get to know you're in the voice in Zootopia? Oh yeah, well now they figured it out because Oliver was getting really <laughs> That must confused. be confusing. Yeah, he was getting, and we have a doll that somebody gave us that's, I mean, a Judy Hopps doll that yeah. speaks and so he would be like, Mom, say, will you say <laughs> this? And then he would like squeeze it and he was like, you sound a lot like that rabbit. Um, <laughs> it was never that I was the rabbit. It was, you sound a lot like that rabbit. Um, and and by the way, never had questioned before recently the fact that we have like, you know, original like Zootopia <laughs> art on the walls, but like no other. Like original sketches. Yeah, yeah, we really do. And like no other. So he had seen Zootopia before. 400,000 he... times. And suspected it was you? No, he. I'm sure, it was sub, I'm sure there was a subconscious comfort that he found in the sound of my voice. That must have been so confusing. Oh, yeah. Hugo still doesn't understand. Okay. He talks about it like he does, but he doesn't get it. Yes. Oliver truly is trying to, my sister's an animator, he's trying to understand animation. He understands I acted it and then it was animated, but he also understands that I was filmed while acting it and that some of my movements were used that he finds familiar. Um, no, it's wild. That is must be so confusing. It's so confusing. I promised him on the next movie, and when he left, his, his name's in the credits because he was born during production. Bloody. Hugo's devastated. I was like, I don't know. I can't like... You know, Fix. after the fact, that's yeah. this issue. But um, I promised them they could come with me if we ever do a number two and they could, you know, be part of it. But they do come to sets. Yeah. So our thing is when we're going away in the morning or when Josh is going to New York, because we always remind them, we hate being away from you. Yeah. But we are so lucky because we love our jobs. And mm-hmm. if you work really, really hard mm-hmm. and if you're lucky enough you will also do something that you love for a job. So when mommy and daddy are away from you, it's because we're getting to, because we're because we're blessed. You too can to have be- someone trying to put your nipple on camera <laughs> yeah, exactly. without your permission. <laughs> and you'll love every minute of it. Um, so, and also because of that, it's important to me that they be made to feel like when they visit us on sets that it is a celebration. Mm. So I generally ask like hair and makeup people, like, will you make my children feel fancy Mm -hmm. and so like why women kill they would come to set and like get press on nails and fake mustaches and you know they would like you know the catering person would like do something for them and we would get chairs set up for them at the monitor and they would um oh this is a thing all right there here's my closer (laughs) for you um they came to watch me film a scene for Why Women Kill which did not make the show but in the scene I said all men are capable of infidelity. And I had, because of how we were editing together, it was almost like a montage, how we were editing editing the scene together, I had to take line by line and just repeatedly do the one line over and over and over again. And when they felt like they got it, I would do the next line because they would have another, someone like spliced in who was saying the next piece. Uh, what do you call that? Uh, it's not, it's not a, a montage. montage. It's, it's like, like pops, quick pops. Yeah. Like, a, like I would say one line, another actor would suddenly be in my place saying yeah. the next line. And we were all telling the same story, but it right, was all right. edited together Jump like cuts. one like little monologue, yeah. right? And it's like passing off the, yeah. you know, the lines. And so I kept saying this over and over again. And weeks later, um, he was saying apparently at 
at the time preschool, all men are capable of infidelity. <laughs> and I was very concerned about what people would think was going on at our house. But he was listening. And that is the good news. But yeah, so they sit there with their headphones at Video Village and they get all hooked up. And but I am realizing that I need to pick and choose when they come see me on set. I have a friend who, her and her kid, they play this game where she goes, uh, if you don't get in bed, I'm going to beat you. <laughs> And <laughs> it's that stuff you then hear back later. And then they start laughing. And they're like, don't beat me. And they're like, I'm going to beat you. And they like do fake noogies. They're like, don't make me beat yes. you. Yes. She's like, they went, no. they went to school and she was like, bye, baby. And he's like, are you, don't beat me. And no, the teacher was no, like, and she was no, like, oh my no. God, this is a game we play. Wait, you want to hear the worst I heard Oliver say once is I didn't even realize this is so disgusting. <laughs> but I used to say to him, if he wasn't listening to me, do you speak English? Oh. I heard him say it to someone and oh, I just no. oh no I mean it gives oh, me anxiety no. even oh, like thinking oh, about no. it now oh, I no. could not believe oh, that it no. took hearing it oh, come no. out of his mouth to realize like what that what that sounded like and what he that is a gorgeous blonde hair boy uh, <laughs> he is an anglo-saxon like he is he could be nordic like oh, he my God. it was a horrible thing to watch come out of somebody's mouth yeah, so we now I said, hey, buddy, uh, um, we actually can't say that ever again. And mommy will never <laughs> say that ever again. Truly ever again. Yeah, no. Truly, you're not I don't know why I, I don't know why I said it, like where I you're got it. Like, <gasps> it was horrible. <laughs> but thank goodness it happened like the one time and it will never happen again. Because kids can change. You can change the rules on them. And now that is something we never say. Nope. We are allowed to be flexed. Yep. I'm going to make you do this again, I'm sure. For I my birthday, can we do this every year for yes! my birthday? Oh my God! Happy birthday! <laughs> you have to open your present, which is so not big. But How long have we been friends? 20 years almost. Truly. Because you, because we became friends. Like, I mean, it was right after I, I was 21. I yeah, I was maybe 22 and I'm turning 30. It was 2003. Yeah. Because it was right because Dory and I both moved here from New York the same week. Oh, we that's were friends right. in New York. That's right. We that's weren't right. best friends, that's but right. we had just, we were new friends that's in New York. Right. That's right. That's right. And separately moved here right. together the same week that's right and then we remember when we, we made up really... fake names for each other oh my god do you remember what yours was no Dottie oh I love that <laughs> no I do remember that I love being Dottie I was Blanche I think yeah what was she uh Goldie maybe I mean we're basically we the were the golden girls, girls. yeah 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 mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. you were Dottie we like mm -hmm. had different names for each other mm -hmm. until very recently because <laughs> we were in the <laughs> <laughs> but we were old ladies. That's we why. were because we, we were old ladies. You got it. So I'm early, you, Vermont Country Store. <laughs> Vermont Country it's Store. Change your Maybe life. they'll buy ads on the podcast. You know what else they have? They oh, have God. bloomers. <laughs> Sometimes a bloomer is a really nice thing to have on under a summer dress. Yeah, okay. <laughs> They're really comfy. Ever, I mean, bridges of Madison County over They're here. They're comfy. I mean, I don't know. I can did. You, I did actually. Can get you a believe this is my best friend? I was going to bring you pickles too. I've started pickling. <laughs> <laughs> of course you have. <laughs> but I'm I'm really into like food preserving. But, okay, good. Yeah. I need you to teach me how to be a wife. You know what? In an apocalypse, I think I'd have us covered. Can you pickle my face? I mean, that's what right. That's the, that's, that's what, what we're all trying we're to doing. do. <laughs> that's all I'm trying to do. And we could probably just do like some vinegar. I mean, that's what it does. Doesn't doesn't well, that Yeah, no, that's what's pickling. Vinegar, vinegar. Right? But it's also, vinegar. but I hate to tell you this: the sugar, like counterintuitively, the sugar is what's preserving. Oh, that's a well. good point. There's a lot of sugar. You do kraut. I mean, the sugar. No, because it takes forever. Oh, it's a okay. different kind of thing. Like I can do like a marmalade in two days, mm -hmm. but um, and like a jam in the morning. But would she not be the biggest influencer of all time if she did this on Instagram? Yeah, you would. 
You'd have a stronghold. <laughs> I mean, she would be a legend icon and star. And mogul, teach everyone how to frankly. darn. Don't you think? She have you ever seen legend. the Pioneer Woman on Instagram? No. Do you know the Pioneer know. Woman? Yeah, we know her. We know the Pioneer Woman. I really just want to live in the country, obviously. I know, but we got to get you an Instagram feed. People did make a lot of fun of me on, because I, okay, Your here's Tennessee the thing. Homesick too, Blues. That, like, realize, truly. Do you realize that this, so this Liz Astroff pilot that I'm doing? Yeah. Um, I realized one day it's the first, well, it's one of the only jobs where I'm not wearing like a corset or girdle yes. and like, like, yes. like actual stockings and high heels and things. But the reason I was thinking about this is because you don't I have almost, like wooden teeth. Yeah. I, I almost <laughs> only do period work. That's right. And so I get teased too then on sets because I'll be sitting like knitting a sweater in my period stuff. You know, and yeah. I'm like, keep the cell phones away. Even when you do children. a modern movie that takes place now, like he's just not that into you, you're like dressed as Pippi Longstock from the 20s. Yeah. <laughs> you're in like, like a costume. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, in this show, I'm going to actually be in like sneakers and workout clothes. And I am not. So gonna, weird. I'm not going to know what I told her the other day. I'm not going to know what to do about the fact that I'm a, that I can go to the restroom. Like I can go to the loo Without whenever I want. Without having to dismantle Because so much, set. yeah, my work life is kind of, like the amount of water I drink is dictated by my costumes. You've always been in such crazy costumes. I looked, I actually IMDB'd myself the other day to look because I was like, no, it can't be. I must have done something modern. But even like, you know, in Once Upon a Time, I was, my modern look yes. was 60s. Yes. And I mean, I didn't have to wear a corset for that stuff, but um, for the modern stuff and that, but it was still like it's supposed to be like timeless purity but i almost have exclusively done mm -hmm. like 70s and before like a lot of 60s and 50s and 40s right and, just wearing like, and usually in a wig and i'm usually just like old corsets and crazy with leprosy and like pointy and bras and yes yeah. so it's so weird to be like i'm gonna be in sneakers just i can just drink water <laughs> so like acting's fun that's crazy. so much more comfortable it's gonna be a lot my days are gonna be a lot shorter Yes, Liz will make sure of yeah. it. Yeah, but I still sit on the set and like, yeah, so I'll be like knitting a sweater and yeah, someone came around to me on a project recently and they they taught me what the, the term on brand meant. <laughs> I think I'd made people like meringues and I was and very, like, on brand. very on brand. And it's I was like, very I don't on, know what that it's means. It's very on brand for me to keep you for three hours. So <laughs> I'm going to. And I promise my husband I have to go take every I'm going to shut my horm, our husband. Yeah. Our he husband will, has, he has a, a problem. He can call me. He can call me if he has a problem. Oh, he will. Um, the, I mean, he'll call you. Anyway. I really want to post uh, the photos from a friend of ours wedding where we got drunk and he had a basket on his head. And do you remember this? You were breastfeeding. Yeah, I, mean, I was not drunk, oh yeah, that's but I right. was in a barn that's pumping right. <laughs> because it was the first time I'd ever been away from my son. This is a friend of mine's wedding. We were in Upstate New Hudson, York. New York, God, and Ginny was breast pumping in, On a, the plane, in a barn, which is, during which is, the by wedding. the way, Very on brand. so on brand oh <laughs> <laughs> to be breast pumping in a dress in a barn and near a bunch plane. of pumpkins. On the plane, I was doing it. I remember that. And oh. then Josh and I got really drunk and he put a basket on his head and kept, this is so stupid, and then <laughs> No one's gonna think this is funny. I was just like dead in the bed, and you guys were laughing. You were like peeing. So like your two pants. in the morning, yeah. and he put a basket on his head, and he would take it That's off. That's right. Go, and he would go. How did you get in here? <laughs> and I was. I have not laughed, and I had just got breast implants, and I and I was afraid my boobs. <laughs> we were, were gonna, both having a boob wedding. Well, no, that was such a boob wedding. You were breastfeeding. I was leaking silicone, oh. and I was so afraid. We were both he, leaking. We were hiding in that bar and through I like half remember, the wedding. I was so afraid. I was like, "You're gonna burst my boobs." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Y'all are a little bit funny together. God, the best. Yeah. Uh, he has to come on here. 
Oh, he'd love it. I don't think he's done a podcast, and he loves. He listens to. That's all he listens. He does. I know he's a big part of the reason why I started a podcast because I was like, "Oh my gosh, listen to these." He's like religiously. He doesn't listen to music. He listens to to podcasts. podcasts. I know. Mm -hmm. So because I was like, you know, he loves learning about people. I know. Well, because here's the thing. I think guys did podcasts first. They were the first out of the gate because they were just born with more confidence. Guys are like, who wouldn't want to hear me talk for three hours? Oh, funny. And I was very like, who would want to hear me talk for three hours? I have to make it perfect. And I have to like write it all. And, you know, and then I was just like, you know, what? I'm just going to do what the boys do. I love it. I'm just, that's what the, I love they it. just go where the money is. I and I'm just going to pretend I have the confidence and just do I do it. love your podcast. I have listened to some of them. They're I, the only podcast I've heard. <laughs> and he made me listen to the, we were talking about the Ellen. He walked in the other day and he was like, he put his phone down in front of me. He was like, you are listening to Ellen Pompeo right now on, on Dash uh, Shepherd. Dak Shepherd. He's like, because you are going to relate and you are going to idolize her. Yes. And I like got a message to her. Yes. It's a great way to just emotional. like pilfer wisdom from other people while you're running errands and driving around. Yeah. Like, why would I mean or parenting? Yes, or parenting or something or just <laughs> like, you know, um, I feel like I just listen to the TED Talk podcast constantly. I listen to Sam Harris. Oh, like, I I just, oh he's gotten way into Sam, Sam Harris. Sam Harris is amazing. Oh, Georgia. Yeah, I get yeah. all my news from Joe Rogan. Uh, We've yeah. gotten way into John Oliver. That's not a podcast. Yeah, but no, but I think he has, a, uh, he has a podcast version. Oh, does it? oh I got to yes. tell Josh. He'll freak. Yes. I'm sure Josh knows. Yes, Josh. He's got an online life. I don't know what it is. I know. You're just a Luddite that's the, kept in the basement. Right. I'm making you. I Normally. end these very awkwardly, too. Josh will tell you. You what? I end these very awkwardly. Oh, really? Yeah. There's nothing to plug, except you. if you're an Emmy voter, obviously <laughs> vote for Ginny and Dolly Parton. We do get lots yes. of, like, industry people. Nice. I love you more than anything in the I world. I love you. I'll mean it. Love you, love you mean, love you mean, mean it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you next uh, year on September 4th, my birthday. I mean, I hope I'm going to see you, like... Oh, before then, I know. Like but, week, but, <laughs> but you guys will see her again. Yeah. In yeah. a year. Done. I love you. I love I you. I open my present. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, by the way, it really is, like pandemic like I feel weird during the pandemic giving people presents.